Cozy Zone friends, Ben Weber here. Thank you so much for downloading episode 11, Sarah Orr in her living room. Friends, I've been listening to more Mark Marin, uh, WTF, What the Fuck, um, his podcast. I, I, um, I think I created Cozy Zone sort of in the image of Pete Holmes's You Made It Weird, but, and, well, I, I've been returning to the source. Uh, Pete Holmes, I think, and got his podcast idea from Mark Marin, And I've been really inspired by Mark's voice. I'm inspired by Pete's voice, too. But I'm realizing that Cozy Zone and really any podcast is, a, is an opportunity to find, seek out, and develop my own voice. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that opportunity. I'm grateful for a lot of things. I'm sitting at my desk right now. Um, it's much cleaner than when I, I spoke about it, uh, I guess, almost two months ago uh, in the first episode, little mini episode of Cozy Zone. Um, I'm, I'm actively working on decluttering my space. I have these little word cards um, that I got from uh, Muji. Um, they're these little Japanese rectangles with a with a little hole in it so you can put a, a binding ring through it and I've been trying to keep track of all of the things that I've been getting rid of um, you know I took a bag of stuff to Goodwill I'm recycling old magazines old Time Out New York's that I don't need um, some old note cards that are gross and dusty um, some weird plastic name tag strings and I, I'm really trying to take a moment every day to locate things that I, I don't need anymore and get rid of them. I'm, I'm working on meditation, mindful breathing. Uh, there's, a, there's an app that my good friend Katie Diamond, who designed the adorable Cozies and Zones, um, she turned me on to. I think it's called uh, Stop, uh, Breathe, and Listen. And it, uh, it's this really adorable, uh, mindful breathing meditation app. Um, Definitely check it out. Um, you get little stickers depending on, uh, you know, what your meditation accomplishments are. And, you know, I think it's really going to help me lessen my anxiety and at least become more aware of, of all of the sort of autonomic things that are happening inside my my body and mind. Um, and hopefully I can I can lessen the anxiety that I I grapple with on a daily basis. A lot of you were surprised to hear that I I have anxiety that that I'm hard on myself, but but it's true, and you know it feels good to talk about it in therapy, to talk about it with with the kind guests that I have uh, on Cozy Zone, uh, and it feels good to talk about it with you. So thank you for listening. I want to share with you a really special thing. Um, it has been the new moon recently, uh, yesterday I believe. And uh, Nicolette and I have been talking about perhaps buying a place all of our own. Um, you know, we live in a lovely apartment now. 
Um, but I know I've been thinking about, you know, putting down real estate roots in New York for a long time. I've lived here nearly 12 years. Um, and so, you know, in, in service of this housing quest, we have created a list of things that we hope to um, have uh, when we find a place to buy. And I, I'd like to share that list with you now. The list is called Moon Manifestation in our home. And here are the things that we are seeking. A kitchen that can host a place to make art. Kindred neighbors, no violence. A place to record a podcast. A place to practice yoga. A kitchen with a window. A fan for exhaust in the kitchen. A bathtub that is luxurious. Laundry hookup. A living room for parties. The whole space welcomes guests. Nothing but cozy zones, close to third route. A comfortable place for the cats, Peanut and Daryl, close to the Q train or other nice train. A beautiful walk to the train station. Two or more bedrooms near some beautiful green space. A sink that does not splash and spill. Lots of storage built in. Lots of closets. Nice hardwood floors or nice stone floors, nooks and crannies, no baseboard heat, windows that look out into a garden, good light, good air, a garden or outdoor space, near a good grocery store like our Flatbush Food Co-op, skylight, a bedroom that feels sexy, well-maintained original accents, an old building, near, in, with community, colleagues and friends, a welcoming entryway, good and elementary school district, good spots for books, window in the bathroom, natural light, peaceful welcoming energy, a place for guests to stay, good flow, melodic joyful sounds, not on a busy street, bike storage, pleasant fragrance, good smells, in a house or a brownstone, and finally, ceiling fans. And it's signed Ben Weber and Nicolette Dixon. Uh, Nicolette's signature uh, sort of looks like Ningno. It's uh, it's hard to tell that that in those loops and and dips is her name, Nicolette Dixon. But that's that's where it is. And this was done May seventeenth, twenty fifteen, the eve of the new moon. Uh, so yeah, so. You know, if you're listening, uh, you know, send us your your good vibes, your your good intentions, and uh, you know, hey, let me know if if there's anything else that we should be including. Um, yeah, do not hesitate to reach out. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been emailing uh, and texting me. Uh, if you have my phone number uh, about Cozy Zone and what it means to you, it really, really. Uh, warms my heart. It it inspires me. It it invigorates me. It makes this project worthwhile. Uh, thank you so much for for sending that along. And and don't stop. Uh, write a comment on the episode page. Uh, ben Weber Projects. Click on Cozy Zone in the upper right hand corner. Um, you can find us on Facebook, the Cozy Zone Foundation. Follow me on Twitter at Cozy Zones. Follow me on Instagram at Ben Weber Projects, or just send me a old-fashioned email, Ben 
at smashtype.com. Thank you, Danny Townsend, for the music. Thank you, Katie Diamond. Oh, my goodness. Sarah Orr, what an episode. Uh, constantly laughing. I actually recorded this one right after I recorded the episode with Shamelia McBean, uh, a, a two-in-one-day, which is uh, surprisingly easy and invigorating. I, I would think I would be exhausted, but but in fact, no. It's it's super it's super easy to do cozy zones just because it, it's such a generous, nourishing space. Um, my conversation with Sarah was extremely nourishing. We we really got into it. Um, you know, we got to the bottom of some things that that may have been, uh, uh, you know, preventing us from from being truly close as friends. I I think that this was a, a really helpful, useful conversation uh, that strengthened our friendship, and uh, I am really excited for you guys to listen to it. So without art. Without further ado, without further ado, please enjoy episode 11, Sarah Orr, in her living room. Lady Top. Lady Top, th- this is how as we I, begin. I, take I say Lady Top while you take <laughs> a sip of wine. Oh you're doing a dosey do now. Whoa. You're in, you're playing the most dangerous Whoa. game right Gotta now, Sarah Orr. Oh, oh, oh. Most dangerous game. All right, this is an opportunity now for you to practice your lady top microphone yep, technique. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you can a feel free closer? to hold it as close as you'd like. The The foam mm-hmm. windshield will protect oh, it from plosives, like peas. Uh-huh. Not, it won't, it's not in, I'm realizing it's not invincible <clears throat> to I, plosives, but I, I'm sure you know what to do. I can use my, uh, my acting warm-ups. Yeah, like... Unique New York. Unique New York. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather. Have you, have I seen, I'm, have, have you seen those colors of leather <laughs> in the world? I used to have a, pa- a pair of pink pleather pants. Pleather. When I was, uh. In pink pleather, please purple take up, pleather. Please take up more room. Pink pleather, gonna... yellow pleather. No, <laughs> pink pleather, no, purple pleather. Because, uh, in fifth grade I dressed up as, sixth grade. I dressed up as a Britney Spears for Halloween. That's awesome. You better believe. You must have been everyone's dream. I don't think I was. I think I was the the sales associate at Limited Two's dream. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, what? What do we know the name? Can we say the name of the Limited Two sales oh, no. associate? Oh God, no. No. You no, no, I mean because I bought my pink pleather pants there. Oh, I see. But I but, wasn't dating anyone. Who no, I, I guess to. I thought you caught the affections of the sales associate at Limited too. They were like, "Oh, Sarah, are, <laughs> I, you, are you Britney Spears for Halloween this year?" And then came out of the closet. Oh, soon after. You, you, not did? me, not me. The, the sales associate, the sales associate at Limited too. Yeah. You so you knew this person. No, no. No, no, no. This is a totally fictional situation. They came out after they saw you as Britney Spears <laughs> after selling you the purple pleather, the pink pleather pants. Probably. I don't <laughs> think so. Because why? Because they were a sixth grade boy working at Limited 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were interested in the, the glitter and the glitz. Well, who's <laughs> not? Everyone wants a little bit of that. The glitter and the glitz. I want that. What was your... Today. Uh, best Halloween costume in, in middle best, school. In middle school. Ooh, I don't remember oh, any yeah. of them in middle school. But I mean, I before middle school, I dressed up as a gangster. 
and I painted a twig brown with a red tip to emulate a cigar. Oh, I thought it was going to be a gun. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Not that I, I think I had a small oh, cap gun that I kept in like my my jacket, that my you blazer. you carried around? Yeah, so I was a, a gangster. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of Phantom of the Opera. So I had like the Phantom of the Opera mask from the touring show that we saw in Chicago. Did you no, like, pick that to... up in the lobby? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, $54 probably. <laughs> and it was much too big for my face. <laughs> my little tiny face. Um, so Britney Spears, I, can we talk more about this Britney Spears costume? I think uh, there was a, <clears throat> there was a t-shirt with uh, maybe a princess glitter glittered on there. Uh huh. I think there was a, some sort of a high ponytail situation. Maybe a yeah. Maybe a high heel. Definitely a high heel. I love. I loved. And I loved Britney Spears like a lot. My fiance's sister and his niece, who his niece is eighteen, she's yeah. a bit older. They just went and saw Britney Spears in uh, Las Vegas. Wow. And saw her, and they said that she's uh, still got it. That's great. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm glad for her, too. We were worried there. All of us it were worried really, for Brittany. It was really terrible. Um, yes. For a, a while, but I'm glad. So she's she's crushing it in Vegas. I think she's trying her best, good. yes. I think uh, it's a good night job as she takes care of her kids. Oh, boy. Do you think she takes care of her kids? I would go. Oh, or hires mm, people? I'm embarrassed to say that I know that there was... I don't know why I know this, but I recently there was this was news on a Facebook feed or something that Brittany had gone to her son's soccer game and was looking scandalous when she was there. Too much skin. Too much skin. Always. She's with trying Brittany. to bring it back. Always with the two people. <laughs> hasn't she read the comments? She's got to read them. I know I, it's hard. to I read hope them. she doesn't. Yeah, no, it's hard. But like. <clears throat> You can see if you just scroll through them, you're like, you see that there's too much skin trending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, for having me over to your cozy zone. Um, this is so nice in here. Well, I feel like I invited you over this weekend and my new plant friend. Ah, your new plant friend. Uh, <laughs> it's a big deal. I, yeah. Yeah. And introduce. I, I'm huge. Please introduce us to your plant friend. So this is a, f- uh, a fiddle leaf fig tree. Uh-huh. It's about, I would say, <clears throat> let's see, compared to me, oh, we're going to do another dosey do Dosey do Okay. Here we go. This is exciting. Doing great. So if I'm five feet tall. You, you're five feet tall. I'm five foot three. Yeah. Five feet three inches. Yes, that's so. That's different than five. That's five the three feet inches plus is three feet. No. <laughs> five foot three. So how how tall do you think the tree is? Maybe four feet. Um. Well, maybe maybe three three feet uh, eleven inches. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's a big tree. Yeah. So yeah, almost four feet. Yeah, four feet tall. That's that's big for a tree. I've heard trees can get much bigger. Oh, these can get up to like uh, six or seven feet wow. tall. I know you're being facetious, but I'm, I was, I I'm was trying to put this around. in perspective here that this could be like this could be as tall as my ceiling if I play my cards right. Yeah. So you you have a beautiful white tin ceiling. Yeah. Can you tell us about where we are? Absolutely. Right now. So I live in uh, South Brooklyn. Great. And a beautiful neighborhood called uh, Carroll Gardens, and I live in a brownstone building. And uh, I greeted you downstairs on the 
first floor. So I have lovely neighbors, lovely, who live on the first floor, second floor, and basement. And my fiance, Nick, and I are up here on the third floor. This is the third floor? This is the third floor. Wow. And um, it's just a great spot. We have a lot of light in the apartment. It's very important to me to live in an apartment with a lot of light. Light is pouring in right now. It's uh, it's early evening. And it's 6 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. It's pouring in. It's really nice. Um, I, I can't believe it. It's super nice. Yeah. So we're just, we're here in my living room and let's see, my living room has a big, uh, bookcase in it. Nick and I are both big readers, especially him. Um, he's a filmmaker and a writer himself. And so he's very, very picky, very choosy about the books that we put out. Yes. So the books that you're seeing right there aren't even the choosiest, the choosiest ones are in the other room in okay. that bookcase. Okay. Yeah, that looks like it's I a mean, IKEA. It's a like a, a Kallax. <laughs> the new is that right? A, a, a Norfolk. I don't know. I'm a just Cal- make, I think just it is Kallax. Uh, is it because there? It's either Expedite or Kallax. I have a I have a similar. You're really good. I, I just have those. I think that, it might be an Expedite. Ah, so it's an old school. I think it is. Old school. Yeah, we've had yeah. it for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, the books out there are, are the best of the best. That's, that's, we have a lot of books in this apartment. It's amazing what books can do aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, thinking about mm-hmm. sorting them by color. Yeah. Sort of what titles, uh, you know, give. You know, how the titles transform the space. Yeah. So I'm looking at some books here. We have um, Proof of Heaven mm-hmm. um, by Eben oh, yeah. Alexander. I think my mom gave me that one. I don't know. What that is... just sounds like such a terrible... Oh, you know what? It's not such a tearjerker. It's r- interesting. Terrible te- <clears throat> tearjerker? It is, yes. A terrible book, <laughs> were you going to say? No, a terrible tearjerker. Yeah, like, I yeah. can't get myself to read it because yeah. I think it's about a doctor. Who, what's the author over there, Ben? Uh, Eben Alexander, M.D. There you go. So it's a doctor, I think, who died for a moment, went to heaven, came back, and is... Telling us the proof of heaven. I could be totally wrong. It might just be the scientific facts that are somehow there about why heaven exists. There's a book right next to it that I am like instantly drawn to. Uh, uh, It looks like it's made of cork. That is a journal that Nick gave me. I don't think there's anything written in it. Should should we check? Let's check. Okay. Oh dear, I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm not gonna open oh, it. I appreciate that. Yeah, you can. You, I don't it's, think I have. It's really nice. It's it is cork covered. It feels right amazing. Oh. Oh. All right. So we've we just discovered. Found, we've discovered. There's something. nothing written right, in it. Blank. Completely but blank. But there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, treasures in here. So we have an old uh, happy birthday card. Nick wrote. You're the best, Aww. Nick. Aww. The this was when I was 25. Okay, so this was two years ago. Okay, so you're 27. I'm 27. And it looks like, oh, I remember this. Nick uh, gave me a bunch of little collages. So it looks like this might be a, a coupon for dinner anywhere. I really don't oh know. Oh, my God. Cash that in. Anywhere. Complimentary. That's so nice. Absolutely. That's very, that's very cute. So I think, Get, uh, I, think, oh, so many... I think we have a lot of... Uh, I think we have some collage stuff. Let's see what this is. This looks like a printout of something. Oh, no, it's just my insurance card. God, that's wow. so anticlimactic and boring. I mean, I, it's, do you still have... Is that insurance still it's, covering no, you? No, it's not even current. Not a current So we'll throw insurance. that out. We'll leave do you that, have insurance, we'll leave that though? I do have insurance because of my, my uh, full-time job. I'm very lucky. But I don't have dental insurance or vision. Oh. And you wear 
contacts. I wear contacts and glasses. And glasses. But That's simultaneous. Reason- <laughs> Just for It's for really, fashion. I don't know why I do that. It hurts my eyes. <laughs> um, no, but recently, all right, so I needed to get my teeth cleaned, Ben. And I'm listening. I went to the, I went to the, something, some terrible bullshit title, like New York City College of Tech downtown. Okay. I learned about this through the Actors Fund. They, for $30, you go, you get full teeth cleaning. I, I am giving an advertisement right now. You get full teeth cleaning. <laughs> They're paying me by the hour. Uh, full teeth cleaning, exams, full assessment of everything. You just have to be comfortable with the fact that they're students and they're they're going to mess up big time. If I may say your teeth look great. Do they? Yeah. They're they're white and shiny. Oh, great. And Well, I'll tell Hamed. Hamed? You send you send your best. All right, Hamed, check him out on Zakdak. <laughs> Zakadak. No, he's not there yet. He's oh. in his last year of med school. But I was Rate joking. Rate my professor. <laughs> dot com. May, possibly. I was telling my friends before I went though, he they're very aggressive okay. because they're students. So this is like part of their exam. So if you don't show up, this is serious. If you don't show up, they get a zero for the day. If you don't show up? Yeah, they get screwed. <laughs> so before my appointment, Ben, he was texting me like crazy. Oh, my God. Hey, Sarah, are you? Are, what time are you going to get there? I'll meet you outside. I'll bring you upstairs. I thought we might, might be going on a date. That would be a uh, that'd be a great. Because I was like, "You're gonna date. meet me outside." Yeah. He didn't meet me outside. I went up to the building. I said, "I'm not doing that." And then I got That's up there. Good. He was walking around trying to find me, and he finally yeah. saw me. I think he just thought he saw me. It gave me a big wave, but then he had terrible bedside manner throughout. Uh oh. But that's fine. Um, it was so great. So, uh, College of Tech. What's it? It's in New York, I think it's New York City College of Tech. New York City College so my of point Tech. Is, yes, I have dental insurance. I have insurance, just not the Great. just not the dental. Great. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about your full time job uh, shortly. Um, put it in the, in the on the docket. Um, I think we're still looking at your books. <clears throat> and uh, so yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to talk about even before we begin. Like th- this is like I'm I'm feeling very cozy, very relaxed, oh, very inspired. Um, so seven keys to unlock autism by Hall and Isaacs is written by this, uh, amazing woman called a named Elaine Hall. Okay. Who runs the miracle project who I used to teach for. Okay. And she is this amazing mother of a boy with autism who started the miracle project. She's pretty brilliant. Awesome. And yeah, it's a great book for people who want to learn about autism and going right to the other side of that is uh the reason i jump yeah which is this amazing book oh have you heard about it maybe it was written by a boy with autism who uh wrote this all out on a device so i believe he's nonverbal. i believe that he um he does not communicate verbally but he wrote this all out and it's amazing that's so cool it's basically a lot about his like sensory processing differences so he talks about the reason he jumps but in a beautiful philosophical way so he says not only am i trying to get sensory input through my feet but I'm. I want to see how high I can get. I want to see how far I can reach. It's really beautiful. That is so great. Yeah, I would love to cool. read that. Yeah, that's so cool. I would uh, let you borrow it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. you. Take, take it today. I will. Good. Cool. I'll read it on the on the train. Would love to do that. Um. Thank you. Uh. I'm looking at your, uh, City University of New York <laughs> School of Professional Studies diploma. Yep. Which actually is good because that's how we met. Yes. At at that program, similar to uh, Shamili McBean. 
yeah. who I interviewed uh, this morning, she actually uh, she gave me this to give to you. Uh, this I, is so I, special. I handed Sarah a note from my pocket. This is really special. I haven't oh. I haven't looked at it, so I don't know. It says, "I heart you, Sarah Orr," with three exclamation points. Oh. Shamelia. And the heart is colored in. It's oh, it's, it's gorgeous. A permanent marker. It's permanent. really beautiful. That's all. Because her love is permanent. Yes. Just like mine for her. That's great. I love you, Sham. That's so it's nice. Going right over here. Sham, we'll put it right here. Uh, Sham wanted me to ask you about pugs. <laughs> That's so silly. Uh, I think because she knows that I that I love pugs. Tell me, tell uh, me about pugs, Sarah. Or I'm I'm pretty crazy about uh, these dogs that are what do they call them snort uh snort i guess just like snorting dogs like snort I, oh i yeah. really i'm pretty passionate about french bulldogs and pugs um i used to be only french bulldogs all day so i have a i have a actually all the way on the right ben there's a book called frenchy frenchy kisses, kisses i'm gonna grab it that nick obviously gave me because <clears throat> he knows yeah. i love him and yeah. uh Pretty, Frenchy kisses. For a long time, it was solely uh, French Bulldogs, but just recently, and I feel like Chameleon uh, has ESP with me because she knows that I'm actually oh. starting to love pugs in, a, in, a, in an equal way. Oh, so the, so pugs are the new love for you, and so it began yeah. with French Bulldogs. Right. It's like pugs are my pugs are my mistress wow. to the French Bulldog I'm married to oh, in my, my mind. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, I love them pretty, pretty hard. Um, and it's not going away. My my sister does not think these dogs are cute at all. And recently she said to me, oh, you, you still like those? Oh. And I said, Emily, yes. Oh. And I will have one one day. So you have a sister, Emily. <laughs> I do. Uh, you She's so cool. graduated with honors from <laughs> the City University of New York Dude, School of Professional I don't, Studies. I don't know what, um, what with honors constitutes I don't for. know. I'm not sure. But I don't know that that B plus that Gwen Gwen gave me. You know what it? It's all learning. I also got a B plus, uh, I think, which has made me made me it, tougher. It, tougher, yeah. Grit. Did you? I don't think you had a meeting with her. Like I, did, I didn't. Though. I I I felt I, went I de- in on it. I deserved. I I am like grateful I got a B plus <laughs> for that class. Uh, but I so enough, you but you enough. you contested it. I thought so. And the best part here, and I feel comfortable talking about this, the the best part here is that at the end of the convo, she gave me a handshake, like a knowing smile, <laughs> that I thought meant that she was going to change this grade. Because I went in there, you know, I've never done this before. I got B pluses. I got Bs all through high school, yeah, college, yeah. whatever. No, but your master's degree but in applied degree, theater, you need I, a clean, I, you, need a, you need a good record. Absolutely. I want that nice and clean and Gwen just went in and dirtied it up for me so yeah so I kept expecting it to change and it never changed and I mean I can't make another meeting no like I I gotta stop at some point here so yeah I didn't make another meeting and that ended that's but okay that's a, I'm fine with yeah, it yeah look at where now you... I just call it B plus Gwen I know I call it B plus Gwen and it's good it's, it became part of my experience and so it's good oh my goodness <clears throat> um Gwen, our our very wonderful uh, theater in education. I'm realizing that you haven't uh, tried your wine. Oh yeah, and I would like to toast. Oh yeah, this is great, the, perfect. Do you drink red wine? Am I, I love, I you? love red okay. wine. I got um, the there. 
Uh, so Sarah has created this this wonderful spread. We're going to toast. We're raising our glasses. Thank you. To Cozy Zone. To Cozy Zone. This is so Obviously. nice. Oh, yeah. That's it's delicious. That's delicious. This is awesome. Um, so Sarah, you have salami here. I do. Uh, you have uh, three kinds of cheeses? Oh, four. Four kinds of cheeses? Yes. Where are they from? So this is a uh, a Spanish sort of uh, situation over here. We have a manchango. I embarrassingly do not know what these two are called. And this is a blue cheese. Blue cheese. I'm going to bring the grapes over here. Manchango. We have a little bread, a little olive tamponade. This is awesome. It's a nice little spread. And some grapes. Some grapes. And some uh, chippy crispies. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to bring those over here, actually. So that oh, you got the great. access to them as Thank well. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Tamponade. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. This is great. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, it's my pleasure. I'm going to have a bit of cheese. Yes, please. Please I yeah, so I mean this this your apartment <clears throat> is sort of everything has its place. Everything, I mean it feels organic and lived in. That plant is so happy. No. Um what did Nick name the plant? He he named it Leaf L E I F. Uh-huh. But he hasn't met it. He's away right now. Actually, right. I will plug the fact that he's so cool today. He directed his first feature film last summer, and today is the world premiere of it. Oh, my God. At the Sarasota Film Festival. Wow. It's called Paradise, Florida. Cool. It's a beautiful film. Congratulations. So, yeah. so that, was, that uh, started at 4 p.m., so it's probably over right now. So oh we, my... we might be getting a text or a call from him oh, here at some point. You will let us know. Oh, uh, Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's exciting. So he's not here. He's in Sarasota, Florida uh-huh. premiering his movie. So he hasn't met the plant. So I think it's still up for debate. Okay. I'm okay with that. Also, today is another special day because it's the anniversary of our engagement. Oh, congratulations. That is so nice. I didn't even realize it until this morning. Happy anniversary, Nick and Sarah of engagement. <laughs> Thank you. A- engagement and anniversary. We don't have a classic anniversary. We like don't have a... A hard and fast date I understand. that he has to remember that I put pressure on him for yet. We will when we get married. Obviously. Oh, I see. But so, so this is so a chill. This is more. Special. This is just for you. This is for yeah. your records. Yeah, this is for my records. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. But speaking of which, Facebook was really creepy this morning. Okay. I looked at my Facebook <clears throat> this morning when I woke up, and it bright, bright banner with confetti. Happy. It didn't say happy anniversary, Sarah, but it said, like, congratulations, Sarah. You had this event one year ago. And it was, like, our engagement yeah. photo. You probably put it on. You and I probably thought, put that as an event. I know, but it's, kind of, it's creepy that they have that algorithm to, to check back in with me. It's true. But, like, I don't know. so ultimately it, you didn't feel warm. You felt a little, like, ugh, like, relax, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, li- I I liked that it made me think about it first thing when I woke up. That is nice. I thought about it a couple of weeks ago, and I probably would not have remembered it if, like today for a couple of hours if Facebook hadn't told me. Yeah, so but you would exciting. have remembered it. I would have remembered it. Nick, yeah. would Nick have remembered it? Has oh, he remembered I it? Call- I called and told him. I see. I wasn't about to trap him and be like, actually, you know what I did? Oh, God. I, I Well, in, in a sweet way, I said, do you, do you know what today is? <laughs> uh-huh. And he thought of it. It took him a second, but he totally thought of good, it. Good. So I guess I did trap him a little bit. But if he had asked me, I wouldn't have been annoyed. I just would have said, you know. Oh. 
and reminded him. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. Well, oh, well, I guess oh, you don't remember. Enjoy your, your oh, world have premiere. A great, have a great premiere. Yeah. All, all alone. I'll be, I'll be here. All <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So there's two like different things. I'm going to, I'm going to do this one first. Great. So you, you guys, he's been like touring around for a long time. You've... So he, I'll let you finish. That's it. No, okay. I'm done. So he was on, we got engaged on April 11th of 2014. And then he left in the end of Today April. Today is April 11th, 2015. Oh, 15. Yeah, yeah, 2014. Just just in case. <laughs> just to make sure everyone's on the same page. Oh, perfect. I was, that was for myself. I want everyone to see the calendar. See the day on the calendar <laughs> when, they, when we talk about this. It's uh, it, visual, those visual learners out there. Oh, absolutely. Tap Let's... it out if you're a kinesthetic learner. Just tap 11 times. Oh, Ta- you don't know what month it's in. We got to talk about my OCD at some point. Oh, here. I can't. This is the <laughs> oh, best. <God>. So, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what was I talking? Okay, great. I'm on board. Nick left in the end of April, okay. 2014. Yeah. To go on tour with this amazing band called Congos, K-O-N-G-O-S. Mm-hmm. I heard them on television a moment before you got here because Universal Studios. Or, or no, like the Universal Orlando theme park is now using the Congo song for their uh, commercials. Made me laugh. That's great. <clears throat> Congratulations it's to great. Congos. Absolutely. And for getting Nick Morgolis as a tour I know. recorder. He's the coolest. Videographer. Videographer. So you know how he got this job? No. Brisa's roommate. Brisa's our mutual friend. Brisa. She's, she's, we're Just... going to get her on the zone. Oh, I heard. <laughs> Number one. That's one. We, That's one. We uh, off <laughs> offline. We decided we were going to do a sneeze oh. count because both of us are are suffering suffering from allergies yeah, yeah. today. Okay, we're gonna. What is it? What? So I are you? Oh, you're gonna take we a drink. drink. Oh, oh, okay. Sneeze. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm gonna drink. So, um, great. So Brisa's old roommates, Rachel, yeah. her boyfriend is in Congo's band. So Congo's, this is this amazing band that is a group of brothers. Really cool. I mean, just the coolest. They're really down to earth. If there, are, if there's any rock star group that Nick would go away with, I'm, I was glad it was them. That's good. So they're wholesome. <clears throat> they're super wholesome. They're not this like... wasn't like drugs and strippers every night. Great. This was like coconut water and maybe some drinking at a bar. Like it was, drinking it was pretty tame. Yeah. Short sleeve shirts <clears throat> sometimes. Totally roll, in shorts. Sometimes people roll up their long sleeves. I can imagine. I can imagine yeah. that may have happened. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. They don't so show he, a lot of skin. There's they not, don't. and they're not in the business of not having like other Brittany. people show skin. Right. No. 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 So they. Uh, he was on tour with them for the better part of like eight months. He was in Florida shooting this future film that's showing today for a little while. Um, so we were away from each other a lot. And so we did long distance for like eight or nine months, but he came home. He left tour a little bit early, um, which was a beautiful surprise. That's great. Although he, he missed all those guys a lot. Um, so he came home and so he's been home since like the middle of December. Oh, great. And then he just left, but it's very funny cause we're so used to being apart from each other and we've been living with each other, you know now every day for the past few months and so this was the first time that we've been apart from each other he just left on thursday oh for his world premiere for his world premiere he'll be gone for 11 days okay um how and how is it how's it feeling the oh being apart yeah um i mean 
it's it's like nice to get some alone time in the apartment. I miss him, but I I don't think it's a bad thing for us to like have a little space. I think no. that you know it's totally healthy and he's doing his thing, and I'm excited for him. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish I could be there. I'm yeah. bummed that I'm not there. Yeah, but it's but yeah. I'm I'm happy to like be on my own. It was hard being on my own for like long periods of time for like well if we didn't see each other for two months, that was hard. Yeah. But I'm yeah, we're good. That's, He'll be back in a little bit. That's great. And so and you probably couldn't go because you're working on your own amazing projects. I am. So I work for this organization called Action Play. Yes, Action Play. Action Play. Where can we check it out, Sarah? Actionplay.org, Ben. Actionplay.org. So uh, we devise musicals, comedy musicals, with teens and young adults on the autism spectrum in an inclusive performance yearly. So over the course of 25 weeks, we devise our own show and it is like fully produced with a band on like with a rock band on stage and yes. it's so cool. So that's the end of this month, April, let's see. Ooh, April 26th, May 2nd, May 3rd at Treehouse Theater. Awesome. Where where is Treehouse? It's Treehouse is um ooh. Is it the old uh I it... want to say it's on 29th, but that might be wrong. Is it the old p- pit? I, I, I don't know. I haven't been there. They went and checked it out. Okay. I have not been to the space yet. I think it might be. But, but I hear sure. it's great. Yeah, it was referred to us. But yeah, so we have rehearsal for that. So we have re- the last two big rehearsals before tech are tomorrow and then next weekend, next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's just a lot going on. The other amazing company that I work for, New York City Children's Theater, that I work for full where, time. Where can we check that out, Ooh, Sarah? Or... That's a New York City Children's Theater.org, Ben. Not a lot of orgs. <laughs> A lot of a lot works. Of, a lot of works. Let's see what he works. Um, so our gal is on Monday. Oh my god! So it's like it's oh a lot. God. It's a lot at one time. Yeah. Wow. So not the best timing, but yeah. um, oh. I'm certainly there in spirit for him. Absolutely. And he's having he's having fun. He's like on the red carpet. And That's awesome. It's pretty cool. How's the weather in Sarasota? Oh my god! Let's check. I mean, I can't even complain though because the weather here is so beautiful. It's right pretty. Now. It's pretty nice. It's filled with pollen. Let's the see. air is the air is like viscous, and it probably is not down there. It's like a powder right, puff. Let's see, Sarasota is at eighty-one degrees right now and pretty oh, sunny. Oh, like a vault. But it gets too hot. I mean, right now, like this time of year is beautiful, but like July in Sarasota is just tough. Yeah, it's like being in a hot car for too long Oof. in a parking lot. Waiting for your mom to come out and take you home. I don't know. From just... uh, where was your mom? What was <laughs> she's your mom like in doing? The, she's like in the CVS picking oh, up God. a prescription oh, or something. Jesus, what is she I'm okay? Trying to get home from school. Yeah, what's she's your fine. What's wrong with your mom? She's fine. What's she's wrong? doing great. Is she? Sally she... is doing great. Oh, good. Yeah. But your real mom? My real mom. No, I mean in both scenarios, it was my real mom. Oh, oh, oh. It was a fictional mom. Oh, I was okay. Remembering something, but um, no, Sally's doing great. She's killing it. Good. Yeah. Um, and Nicolette is also out of town this week. Oh yeah, yeah. She, Look at us. Yeah, just bachelors. We're just a bunch of bachelors. Bunch of bachelors. With our wine and our, our wine. and our microphones. Microphones and cheese and, and cr- cheese. Uh, uh, what do you call them? What Meat? else do we have? Uh, charcuterie. Charcu- charcuterie. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Where is um, she? She is in Louisville, Kentucky, visiting her papu, uh, her grandfather, oh, her gr- Greek grandfather, and uh, she her to a aunt. Wedding? Nope, she went That's to a wedding. wedding. She went to a wedding. Gosh, she's a busy lady. Oh yeah, yeah. So she's visiting her grandparents. Yeah. This is a great segue. Can you grab that for me? The um, imagine you mean this photo. This is a photo frame. So, 
Okay, here it comes. My grandparents have both passed away. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. They were amazing people. And I was lucky to know them. And um, when my when they passed away, and my mom and I cleaned out, my mom and, you know, the rest of my family and I, we yeah. cleaned out their house. And my mom has a lot of their stuff. So recently, in the past couple of years, we went through their things, and we found these amazing photos. Yes. And so this is my grandfather. Um, very handsome. Very handsome yeah. guy. And he had taken these like sexy photos of my grandmother. Oh my goodness! So she is like in uh, I can't tell if it's shorts. No, it's like a short skirt. Yeah, it's a sh- it, yeah, it's a it's a skirt. And she's Could be a skirt. She's hitting just like these fabulous like poses. They look like they're on a boardwalk in the some sort of a like tropical land or something. Yeah. But my mom looked at these and was like, I cannot imagine my parents doing this. My mother was like a very, dem- my grandmother was a very demure woman. Yes. So the fact that they took these like sexy photos of each yeah. other when they were in their 20s is just so romantic and That's wonderful. That's awesome. And this is them walking down the streets of Philadelphia and my grandfather's just looking like a badass. Yeah, lighting up like a, secret, a, a cigarette. cigarette yep. And she just looks so fancy. Yeah, she, she made all great. of her own clothing. It's awesome. She was a designer. And, and this is my little mom. Oh. <laughs> With, um, She's with her a, big brother. Who's in a football, like a old-timey football, oh, so high school funny. football uniform. And he's wearing the sweat. So I went to the same private school outside of Philly that my uncle went to. It's like very all in the family over here. And uh, this is the, I'll say it, the Episcopal Academy sweater with the stripes. Shout out and to Episcopal Academy. Shout out. And each stripe represents a virtue. I'm... God, I don't remember any of these virtues. Like uh, Episcopalian they, virtues? Like, Episcopalian, probably. Is that, is that from the Church of England? Yes. It, it, that's a, yes. that's a, a, the Americanized Church of England? Totally. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's just, they're just, they were cool. And so I found these, and so I put them all in a photo frame because I thought they were so beautiful. And they're all black and white and sort of have, like, frayed edges. And Yeah, they're awesome. I just like them. I like, I like having family around. I like the picture of your mom and your uncle. Uh, you can see your grandfather's shadow taking the photo. Isn't it kind of magical? It's super great. Yeah. So, and your grandmother's like a mud flap girl. Like, oh, and I don't that's know what that means. so. I don't know if you've seen like the mud flap. Like mud flaps have sexy ladies. Like the outline of sexy ladies on them. Like on a truck. Oh, oh, sure, sure. Got it. So that's, oh, what a great phrase! I've never yeah, heard so that that's, before. That's what she, she is. is. Yeah. And then the other one is just sort of a general yeah. uh, standing. I've never, ooh, I've never noticed that guy before. Oh, in the background of them walking down the street in Philadelphia, there's this like onlooker, and he's definitely like staring at them. And it's is interesting. he? It looks like his head is turned that way. Oh, maybe he's wearing a hat. I could see it going either way, but he's definitely who sitting that on a bench. Is is it his crossed leg? What do you mean? Like, is that just his leg also? Oh, I think so. You mean that who that guy? Who that is? is. Like, oh yeah. Who, I always think about that when I'm like in crowded places. Oh yeah. And I'm in the back of people's photos. I don't know. I work in Times Square and I find myself in yeah. most people's photos. Like, what if what if when you become super famous, Ben, yeah, yeah. people look at their photos and they're going to say, oh my God, yeah. that is Ben Weber in yeah, the back they of my photo. Sh- they, should tweet, they should tweet him at me when that day comes. You know who, they who will. Knows, who knows what my... I don't think I'm going to keep my... I'm not very happy with my Twitter handle. Mm. Mm. What is it? It's Ben G J E Weber. So it's like Benju Weber. Oh, I heard you say that recently on a on one of your cozy yeah, songs. That's and my, I was like, what? That's my Twitter handle. <laughs> I'm gonna need to do something about that. But Benju Weber. Benju Weber. Like Benji Weber. When did you do that? 
was is like, that you holding on to your Judaism? Is that no, you? No, it's just like Ben Weber was taken. It was just like, oh God, I gotta like. Oh, I thought that was you being super proud of your Judaism. No. Oh, I kind of like it less. Yeah, no, I'm not. Or if you don't like it at all, so I feel. Yeah, like I don't I'm like it at all. That. Yeah, no, it's right. uh, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not particularly proud of my Judaism. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it, but mm-hmm. I. It's also like I don't. I'm not really doing much to maintain it. Well, I thought of it for a it. second today when I was when I was preparing all of our stuff, and yeah. I thought, is he practicing oh, right now? Yeah. Would I? Oh, I see. For the for the pace off. Right. 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 I was no. Like, can I put this out? You can. Okay. So yeah. So I'm eating bread. I'm eating yeah. pork. Yeah, you can't do any of that. Uh, and probably, cheese. You do it anyway. um, yeah, no, I would. I guess this I probably. I would really have sent bad. you a little message uh, about like, ah, oh, could you have some matzah? Oh, I would. Or I just would have eaten the cheese straight because I prefer that anyway. All right, good. Well, that's good to know. But I'm eating it, and with I haven't had the bread yet. I've had the crispy chips crackers. Oh, good. That are very good. <laughs> oh, good. Um, Only the best for you, Ben. Oh yeah. I'm trying to remember. I had a thought about like waiting, like waiting while people answered. I, I, I don't know why I thought of it, but I was like, I just something you said a long time ago in this conversation uh-huh. that we're having today uh-huh. uh, made me think of like the one of the best things I learned. I think at at our grad school was oh I remember, it's because it was like you were like oh Nick what day is it. What, and, and then you waited him. Do you know what oh, day yeah. it is? And you you gave him the space to answer. Like you you waited oh. and were patient <laughs> oh, and like waited a few beats. And yeah. that like that lesson, like when you ask mm-hmm. a question, like really actually giving space for people to like think and answer. And yeah. like that is like that that was a huge, I guess, breakthrough that I mm-hmm. learned at the City University of New York School of Professional Studies Masters of Arts in Applied Theater with Gwendolyn Hardwick. <laughs> B plus Gwen. Um, I think that's a super important lesson. Yeah. I came across our Asking Better Questions handout the other mm, day. Nice. Of like how to, why ask questions. And I would say my my lesson, one of my best lessons is very connected to yours that when facilitating theater with audiences don't whether they're young audiences or adult audiences or anything don't i'm listening no no i know i'm i was thinking about how to phrase it <laughs> i was moving the crispy chip crackers and i i was afraid very I, dramatically i um, silenced sarah no 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 that you should not ask a question of an audience if you know the answer ah uh, right and yes when devising theater. So you ask them because you're interested in learning the answer, not because you're just trying to get to point B, right. but you want them to do it for you or uh, that it's a sloppy excuse to yeah. engage for engagement. Right. Well, yeah. If, if you are genuinely curious, right. Ask a question. And if not, don't do it. Don't just worry about tell it. them yeah. and go exactly. and move on. Oh yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, I, yeah, that is a huge, that is such a uncomfortable situation. I think when someone's like, so where does the play take place? Huh? And the audience already knows the answer? What well, do you mean? Yeah, I guess. I mean, everyone, because we just sat through. <laughs> All right. So uh, Revenge of the Gods. Oh, it's so cool. That is, that is Action Plays musical. It's that is so cool. coming up. So we, we came to the first rehearsal, and a couple of the teens just announced, well, the play is about a bunch of gods. 
It was the first rehearsal. This was back in October. Amazing. And we said, um, okay, so we'll, we're going to try that out and we'll see if it sticks. But of course it stuck. And all their improvs were freaking hilarious. And so it stuck. And it's about Zeus at his 500th birthday party. Adorable. Back in ancient Greece. Oh my God. Gave them all grapes that were poisoned and they uh, turned into statues, frozen statues. So now we're meeting them again in present time in the Museum of Deities oh. of New York City in the basement oh my God. as frozen statues. And they wake up and they say, we're going to take revenge on Zeus. That is a great premise. I'll, I'll get a little bit further into it. So we, we go out into uh, the New York City. So there are the gags of like, you know, the revolving door. Oh. I mean, how does that work? And oh. they get picked up by this villain called Martin Whitebox. <laughs> who says you know come with me i'll teach you to fit in <clears throat> i'll teach you to fit into new york city you okay. guys are too weird martin Whitebox, trained new yorker <laughs> what? new yorker to the gods yes right because no, he's gonna teach him how to fit in he's gonna teach him how to fit in to absolutely he's totally a trainer i assume you mean and uh so You're a he little brings frightened. them he brings them to his factory think apple think like apple products okay and teaches them how to fit in. White there box. is the most brilliant song that our that our music therapist Gabe and uh, our director Aaron wrote about how you fit in, and it it also speaks to kids with autism, right? So it says things like no flapping, no clapping, fit in, stand up straight, you know, talk nice, all these things, um, and like takes away all their individuality of the gods. So yeah. they become these like Martin Bite Box workers, yeah, and then basically they revolt. I'm gonna give it away right now. Turns out Martin Whitebox is Zeus in disguise. Uh, oh my god! Forget about it. Dang. And the, what is Zeus's ish? What is I know, problem? I know. But they realize they revolt. They make their own company. But there are such great songs in it. It's super fun. That sounds fantastic. It's really cool. Great job! It's like really, I'm so excited. Oh, I didn't do anything. But I mean, you you are making this happen. Like you are. Making- I guess. I mean, I'm I'm facilitating it all. But the, I mean, they really do come up with it, and in their improvs, and they're just hilarious. Yeah, that like, sounds me. fabulous. Yeah, and so it's a lot of fun. So yeah, that's coming up. I I want to ask you, like, where where did your passion for working with uh, people with autism begin? So it's funny. I think if you had told me 10, was I doing? No. If you had told me 10 years ago that I'd be working with kids with autism or just kids with developmental you disabilities. You would be 17. Would, yeah. You would 17. I would laugh because I would say that my sort of uh like community and definitely like my school growing up did not do and this might this might like cause some waves of people from episcopal listen to this that like they did not do the best job of setting us up to be comfortable in a world where everyone was not like us Mm. in all walks of life and um in terms of like they would for our community service hours they would sort of like drop us off at this house this amazing uh facility called the inglis house which was near us where and like we would do a choral concert and then like picture us like finishing songs from Oklahoma and then my music director just like pushing by back and being like okay now go into the audience and talk to these people and like they're in wheelchairs and have physical disabilities and I was terrified and didn't set us up to understand what these disabilities were who these people were and it was extremely awkward Mm -hmm. and hard 
and forced and weird and I never um it just did not set me up well and then I went to Syracuse I realized I wanted to do theater education so I took an education course at Syracuse and decided to pick up an education minor and I took my first education class was called special education and it was one of the best classes I've ever taken this teacher was super uh enthusiastic and passionate about teaching about uh disability awareness and uh making her students understand what these disabilities were and how to make the world a more accessible place so basically i came at it from like an academic standpoint Mm -hmm. and i think something clicked in me where i was like wow maybe i could do theater education and also work with people with disabilities and then when i graduated school i ended up going to oslo rep down in sarasota florida Mm -hmm. working in that education department and part of that job was that I spearheaded their Kaleidoscope musical theater program. And um, that was serving adults and teens with developmental disabilities and actually creating musicals with them. And my first day there in that program, it clicked for me. And I remember, and I wrote it down like in a journal, and I remember uh, writing in an email to someone and saying like, today I realized what I want to do. And I've never been happier. I just had this day where I I remember... uh, we were in this group of adults, not all of whom were um, necessarily verbally communicative. And we went around the circle and we all sang and there they all just opened up and sang and it was gorgeous. And there were tears and uh, yeah. And it clicked for me. So amazing. That was it. I I appreciate you saying that, you know, I, I'm imagining you singing Oklahoma, then being pushed into this crowd of of people differently abled than yourself. Mm-hmm. And and at first, I was like, oh, you know, why were you scared? Like, you know, they, but like, I I'm just recalling my own mm-hmm. past. Like when I was in grade school, you know, there was uh, many kids with different developmental disabilities, um, and they were, you know, we were. I think <clears throat> they were trying to include them in mm-hmm. the general class, and then they would mm-hmm. go to their their the cd room oh sure uh you know their special room uh-huh i bet and like yeah the, there was no i mean i don't know it was really like there it's it's very jarring if you have not had that experience yeah. like you know you grow up sort of with your own schemas and like you know yeah. of course you're supposed to treat others like you want to be treated and all these you know idealistic things but in the moment it's it's they're very different than you and it is like i didn't know what to do i didn't know how to feel um and i mean i i remember really specifically that there was this man who was sitting in the front row um who had cerebral palsy and you know didn't necessarily have like full control of his limbs and was um had like spastic movements and i was yeah. just scared i didn't know what that was yeah. i no one had told me to ex- uh not even to expect that but what that meant and uh what was going on with him or i just knew nothing about yeah. it and they just like set us up terribly yeah and as a young person who didn't go to school with anyone knowingly with anyone um who had a physical or developmental disability, I just had no no idea yeah. what what was going on. And so, yeah. I was just scared. It yeah. was like scared and vulnerable, but not so when I I think when I went into that special education class, I just learned so much and finally felt like I had this awareness yeah. 
that was exciting. And and autism in particular, how did you how did you find it mm. or how so, did... when I was living in um, Sarasota, my fabulous roommate David and I, David had gotten um, Autism the Musical, which is this HBO documentary about the Miracle Project, okay. Elaine Hall's yeah. project. And um, it's this mu- it's this movie that Autism the Musical, it sounds like it's going to be a South Park episode, yeah, right? Yeah. Like just terrible. Yeah. And um, it's this amazing documentary about the Miracle Project, about doing musical theater with uh, kids and teens on the spectrum mm-hmm. in an inclusive way. And I watched this musical and was like, whoa, they are doing really exciting stuff. And looked it up online and they were doing a branch of it was the 92Y. And so when I moved to New York, I moved to 80, first between 88th and 89th. Mm-hmm. And so nice. I was right there. And yeah. so I just like cold emailed Aaron, who's the director, who's the director of New York, uh, the New York Miracle Project is the director of action play. Yeah. And was like, I want in. And he called me on my cell phone and was like, come on Sunday. Awesome. We'll see you on Sunday. So and you, was so welcoming. So, so Aaron, Aaron, you've mm-hmm. been working. He was like, you're one of the first people you met in New York, basically. Yeah. I mean, I came, I came into the Miracle Project in the middle of the year, I believe. I want to say it was like January. So it, we had like started grad school. Yeah. And, um, uh, but he was so welcoming. I mean, literally it was the middle of the year and he invited me in and I loved it. And awesome. was so excited about it. And so, yeah. So it's become more of a passion because Action Play and Miracle Project serve mostly kids on the spectrum. Yeah. Not to say that there aren't other kids with um, other differences and other uh, developmental disabilities in the group. But it's mostly kids on the spectrum and oh. teens on the spectrum. That's amazing. It's super fun. And you you just did a session uh, at face to face about your work in ad- action play. How, yes. did, how did it go? I'm sorry, oh, I, I it couldn't was be good. There. Oh my god, Ben! Ten minutes before our session, our projector wasn't working, and shit like that just stresses me out. It's yeah. So I know mean, not yeah. even ten minutes. Like we're talking three. Like people are lining up at the door yeah. outside, and I had to go outside and be like, "Sorry, guys. Like we're having technical difficulties." I saw a picture actually of you <laughs> outside. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what that was. Okay. That was, oh God, there weren't that many people oh, yet. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> they're, they're all looking at me in a circle. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, you gather them in a circle. <laughs> yeah. No, that was when we took them out later outside. But um, no, but the uh, a woman from Face to Face like, came and saved the day and got Great. our projector working. Great. This session was so fun. Awesome. The space was um, like a challenge because we had both like a PowerPoint and we had a lot of like on your feet stuff, like a right. lot of on your feet work. Right. So negotiating the space between that mm-hmm. was, oh, it was your space. Yeah, yeah. So we did this weird thing where like we had chairs facing the PowerPoint like on one side of the room and then an open space on the other side of the room. But okay. we made a circle a couple times, which sort of turned it into this like awkward oval rectangular thing. I see. We made it work. Yeah. It it's... was great. There were, great. I want to say there were like uh, like 50 to 60 people and a lot of good convo and yeah, I'm excited to read like people's evaluations and get a get an honest sense of what it was because I had great combo afterwards, but I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, that's great. Uh, it was really fun, and your session was fantastic. Oh, thank you for thank you for coming. It was so fun. Oh my gosh, you I mean you guys were such great facilitators. I thought your PowerPoint was great, and I loved doing i loved creating the activity on the fly right just just to give some context uh so i i worked with my my colleague renata malillo 
and an usher at our theater, uh, Manny. Uh, And we were talking about um, the interactive lobby spaces that we create inspired by the shows uh, that we do. So. And I wanted you guys, um, the you guys developed the activity around Old Man and the Old Boon. Yeah. Which I wanted to see so badly oh, yeah. when I was there, and I never got to. Oh, no. And I was so bummed that I missed it. And the clips that you guys showed, I was like, oh, I wanted to see it so yeah. badly. The, the music is so catchy. Oh, it looked beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that kind of theater. Yeah. It was just gorgeous. Um, That's great. How did you meet Nick? Mm. So... We tell this story two different ways, which is great. That's great. I'll tell you my way. And then I'll tell you sort of how his way is different. So um, my roommate, again, I'll talk about David. I love that. Uh, David and I wanted to, we were both working at the theater, but we both wanted to do a little bit of acting. Yeah. So the Ringling College of Art and Design Film Department came over to Oslo Rep, the theater which we were working at, and hung a poster in the elevator that they were looking for actors for their student films. And David, and there's an MFA conservatory at this theater where they were looking for their actors. And David and I saw this poster in the elevator and we were like, we'll just take this poster down and go to the auditions. So we took the poster down, but, and that's the part that Nick tells that makes me look bad. I'm telling you that up front. Okay. Because there were other posters on the third floor, Ben, so we didn't take the only poster. Just the one in the elevator. Just the one in the elevator. MFA students love the elevator. Was, which was the most accessible one, but it's fine. They saw they had their own posters. Anyway, I showed up for these auditions that Saturday morning. I'm gonna set them set the tone a little bit. Please. Because I, I looked a little bit different at the time. I'm making it sound really dramatic. I just had really short hair. I had like a pixie haircut. Okay. Um but but I think it's worth saying. Because a lot of people think that's like not the most attractive look for a lady. And I like I like that I looked like that when I met Nick and when we first started like developing he's making a face and developing feelings for each other because yeah. I like that I that I was sort of looking alternative. Also I think I had a nose ring at the time. Okay. All of those are great. I, I would I would just I'm just gonna put out there that I think I'll take your opinion. A, a pixie haircut's lovely. Uh Oh, good. But you, but for its alternative, you you would you would uh, categorize it as an alternative I think so. haircut. I think so. I think it's like, you know, not, you know, not every woman is sporting it. No. I remember I went to like a great, um, a great drag bing, uh, bingo. What am I trying to say? Drag bingo drag show. Bingo. Drag queen bingo. There's there it is. Uh, in Sarasota, and the drag queen there who I'm like good pals with just like told me how much of a lesbian I looked like when oh, I had this haircut. Oh my goodness. Which is just uh, terrible. And she was trying to, you know, well, they're, put they're on her sassy. Act. They're know. sassy. Yeah. She's very sassy. Yeah. Beneva Fruitville. Yeah. Um, and you, I'm getting really far off here. No, Basically, but okay. But so you were you were sporting went, an alternative pixie haircut and a nose ring. So you were like, you were like some. <laughs> Like it, w- there was some like butch, like you were seriously butching out <laughs> at this audition. All right, you're you're five feet tall. Thank you for bringing me. You uh, five, foot, five foot three. Five foot three. Uh, you know, a petite, uh, adorable uh, it, lady. I also remembered why I'm why with, I am with bright blue eyes and pronounced eyelashes. So I'm glad that you're saying all these things, though, yeah. because there is a reason that I'm also talking about my haircut that I'm going to get. Yeah, to. no, but I'm just I'm just trying to to you're setting the mood. I'm, you're well, I guess I'm I guess I'm saying like you were probably it was pro- you look great. I'm sure 
no, I like, think I, f- I felt really great. That I feel day. like I, I felt super confident. I met you with a pixie haircut. You think you, you had pretty short I had hair. Shorter hair. I had shorter hair at You're the right. MA, and your hair is long right. now, it's and like super it's long. it's less like I, this is not this is out of the norm. Yes, very yes. For my but okay for you for me. <clears throat> so but Ben back then I get there to the audition. David and I are there. Butch, full butch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm listening. I get there, and there's this cute, cute guy there behind the table auditioning me, and he has a beard, and he's super handsome, and uh, I I do a couple scenes. I keep coming out, and they keep being brought back in for different films and reading for different parts, and I'm just, like, having a blast. It's, like, the first time I've acted since I graduated from college, awesome. and I got my BFA in acting, so I was, like, excited to yeah. use it again because yeah. I hadn't been. yeah. So I was feeling great. So I get, so I leave the audition. I'm feeling good. It was David's birthday. So we get in the car and we drive to like go celebrate David's birthday at his house in uh, Tampa. And I get this email from Nick, who was the director behind the cute, obviously the cute director behind yeah, the table. Yeah. And uh, he asked me to be in his film. So fast forward. So Nick and I, um, Nick, I kept being cast in other films he was working on. One of them he was doing sound for, the other he was the DP for. So for the one that he was the DP for... Director of photography. Oh, thank you. Yes. Just in case. Absolutely. He uh, cast cast party, college cast party that night. Uh, we'll say uh, rap party. It's a rap, rap party. Rap party. Thank gotcha. you. Yeah. You gave me a look. It wasn't right. Well, yeah. No, so it was the rap party gotcha. for the show. You're keeping it accurate. We've spent Cozy all... <laughs> Zone is nothing if it's not absolutely accurate. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, rap party. <clears throat> pretty... Uh, lot of college students pretty aggressively drinking mm-hmm. i think i went out to forever 21 but it bought a new dress i was feeling great yeah um how, how are we doing with the hair how's that is it are we growing <laughs> oh, in is it growing in ben, it had been maybe four months so it was a little bit a little longer you're ridiculous you brought i was on. not looking so much wait i didn't even tell you why that no, was important. no that's why i'm waiting i'm waiting I'm, it's suspense right. you're just like all right nothing listen look at my face and remember the hair know this i'm gonna about i'm gonna about to jump all way out there but i'm gonna come back and tell you and i'm like okay you got it all right i'm about to tell you the most magical thing the magical thing that I forgot to tell you that is so important in our meeting is that Nick basically wrote me into his life because the script, and I wish that we still, we'll have to like print it out and frame it here at some point. Actually, we should do that. Is the character description of this character was me. I forget her name, but it was, we'll name her Emily. Emily. It was like sister's name. I know I picked it. So, (laughs) so Emily, 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 short, short brown hair. I don't know if it's a pixie cut, but short brown hair, blue eyes, freckles, petite, wrote me into his life. That is beautiful. It's crazy, right? Yes. So when I read for the part that day and I saw that side description, because her description was on the page that I was reading, I was like, oh man. This is me. Like, I'm yeah. supposed to get this role. So then when I got the email from him, I laughed because I was like, well, he had to cast me in it because I looked exactly like what he wrote down. That's amazing. It was pretty cool. Wh- what so was, that's why it's important. Who, who was Emily was. in the, the movie? Oh, it was a really freaky movie. Um, it's about this guy who – it's in the it's all set in the future. Okay. Um, they meet when they're in college. And then uh, he goes away. They can't be together. 
and next time he finds her she's like this she's like this drug addict with long hair and like he finds her in a warehouse i wore like a long wig for that part because my hair was short remember i remember (laughs) i remember so i wore a long wig for that part and um yeah it was a pretty pretty weird movie it's called smited it's online I'm going to check it out. We should, we should, uh, you should send us some, some, uh, some clips or well, links my, when my the, this is posted. Reel, oh, my yeah. acting reel is entirely of stuff that Nick shot of me that year. That's awesome. So my hair is of varying lengths. Varying lengths. Um, but yeah, so managing, yeah. at the cast, par- at the rap party, we, uh, we kissed. Awesome. And, but it was, we were both in different other relationships. Oh my. And, um, so they ended. A little bit later. Who's this? And then who's this? The ex-boyfriend? No. No. Uh, uh, the relationships ended, and Nick the both both of your both of your other relationships ended. Ended. You got it. Um, we both got. Well, Nick will say he didn't get broken up with, but he kind of did. I definitely did. Um, and then we, I basically like stalked Nick around Sarasota for the next couple of months. Okay. I mean, like I would text him. Being like, hey, like, what are you up to? Like, it's Friday night. And he'd be like, oh, I'm at Sean's house. And I'd be like, cool, are you going to be there for a while? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm hanging out. And I would just show up. That's cute, I, I think. Would, no, I don't think Did, it was. I think it was a little weird. What does Nick think of it? Does, does Nick tell you how he felt about it? Oh, yeah. he. Th- I think he thought it was, like, really weird. But I, I think that my aggressiveness <laughs> paid off. Okay. I mean, granted, I think I did that once or twice. But I, I really did pursue him, though. Because I I think that he was he knew that I was leaving. And he was still in college. And, like, didn't mm. want to be tied down. Sure. And, um, but I, I saw the potential there. But it's funny because he was supposed to be, like, the the cool, sexy, like, dangerous rebound guy. Right. And then he's like the guy I ended up marrying. Like when I told my mom about him, I was like, mom, I'm dating this, this Russian who has tattoos and rides motorcycles. And then, and then I ended up marrying him. But, uh, and I think that terrified her. I mean, she loves him very much That's now, good. but, um, but yeah, it's just sort of funny how it ended Did you up say out. that specifically to scare her or did, were you just sharing um, without, with, Without, I think I was like kind of proud of myself because I don't think I had ever dated a guy like that. What was so you you weren't in the habit of seeing dangerous, seeing like bad boys, bad boys. No, I think I like had had posters of them in my room. But who I, did we? Who were we looking at in your room? Well, in my, in my, in my frame of mind, I was thinking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but he's not a bad um, boy. He is. He's but, bad. No, he's the best. He's, he's going to help you with your but like console table. Yeah, exactly. Sanding. But no, I loved. Oh, I loved Jonathan Taylor Thomas when I was like in in a third grade. Mm-hmm. Second grade was my uh, poetic phase, Ben, where I took down. I don't. Oh, I know why. I became obsessed with Japanese Zen culture. I took down all like the furnishings in my room. My walls were white. I had um, like a Japanese uh, rock garden and I wore all black and I would write poetry. Second grade? Second. I was eight. Eight years old. I was eight years old and I had like a little fountain in the room and I just went through this phase and I love... I love that I did, and I and I wish I knew what sparked it, because yeah. I get the the Japanese culture thing that happened yeah. because the 
I have a farmhouse in Delaware. It's like a family farm uh-huh. that has this like Japanese store in this town. So Is that, that a chain? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and I don't know why we Japanesque. call it. I don't know why we call it the Get- Japanese store. I don't know where that came from. Because I don't think it's called the Japanese store. I think it probably has a Japanese name, and we've always called it the Japanese store. And- because Japanesque is a what is Japanesque? That's not that's a fake word like that. But it, I think it I, it sounds like it it it's uh, like kind of Japanese. Sally Orr, like in all of her middle aged whiteness, was just like the Japanesque ladies. Let's go to the Japanesque store. Um, because yeah, it's sort of Japanese. It's like uh, is it like is that? It's like a Japanesque. Japanesque, you know, yeah, Japanesque. Jesus. But yeah, so so I know why that happened, but I don't know why I got so um like I was pretty uh beat poet like sixties beat poet Audrey Hepburn in uh in that movie. Oh but yeah, I, you know what I mean? No, wait, oh, <clears throat> Japanese beat uh, which no, <laughs> Japanese beat poet? No, like um like the all black breakfast and, like, at Tiffany's. No, Ben. Japanese. Damn it. Not <laughs> that's uh, clearly not what not I'm Mickey Rooney. No, ja- not Mickey Ro- Rooney's Mickey a little Ro- Japanesque, <laughs> I would say, in in that movie. Mickey Rooney definitely went to the Japanesque. He store. was. They they got all of Mickey Rooney's oh God, stuff so at the Japanesque store. Freaking offensive. Oh my God. Um. So I went. Roman so holiday. I went through that phase. Yeah. No. I don't know. God, I don't know either. Someone's gonna listen to this and be like so frustrated that we yeah. can't remember the name of it. But anyway, Audrey Hepburn is a beat poet in this. Um, she's like a beatnik. Cool. In this film, anyway. Yeah. Well, that so um, so. No, but I never saw that movie when I was little. I I I but, just like love when little kids get obsessed with things, and you and you know where it's coming from i wish that i knew where that came from in my life i like at around well i was a little older but i bought some like feng shui books i didn't do anything with them but i bought them to like study up on like how old were you must have been like 10 10. that's awesome yeah so Um, so why where did that come from i don't know i think i wanted to bring order to my messy room is my assumption but like you You're really like, damn it sally stop telling me to clean my room no my mom never told me to clean my room you but... were always just really clean oh, i wasn't neat. that clean i wasn't <clears throat> i was no I, I think my mom cleaned my room for me i'm an only child and so you were so you you don't have to justify it by I'm saying just, you were the only I'm, child i'm just i think I'm... that sally's are just nice mothers Yes, but but you wanted to feng shui. You wanted to have a little bit of control. It sounds like I think you were so, like, maybe. I want to feng shui things. That's that's I think the story she I'm telling probably, myself today. <laughs> she probably just shook her head and yeah. took you to Barnes and Noble. We did. We, All right, Ben. Yeah, well, feng shui your room. I think I I think I found. I think the Barnes and Noble visit came first, and I was like, oh, feng shui. I don't know why. You wandered over there. Yeah, I was like, this is like you were like Beatles. No feng shui. Feng shui. Yeah, I don't know why. Is it? <laughs> It's Chinese, Japanese. I don't know. I'm really embarrassed. I don't know. Actually, it actually sounds Chinese, but who knows? The Japanese store didn't have any feng shui. I don't think so. uh, If that can be my indicator, Um, I will transition and do a callback though to my OCD. Yeah, I was because I'm realizing that my OCD was around that time. Uh, and so I'm wondering if the two were connected. Like, I'm wondering if, um, I don't think I wrote poetry about my OCD, but I'm wondering if, like, uh, taking everything down from my walls yeah. was that. And I wonder, I want to know how, and I think if I went into, like, a lot of deep therapy, I would I would find out wh- how my, why my OCD started. But I'll eat a grape. Have, I, you, have you been in therapy? 
Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about that, too. This is great. I got a terrible case of um, number OCD Okay. when I was eight years old to the point then where, like, so it's it's all, it became superstitious to me. So, like, I have to tap the ground five times right now. Yeah. Um, or my mom will die. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, like, when I'm walking down the street, I can't step on a crack or I have to step on the crack three times. But if I step on it three times, then I have to step on the next one five times. Like, it took over my life. Yeah. So my mom... I think finally, like, I, oh, I know, I remember the moment where I realized that I had a problem. I was walking to the lunchroom with Tierney Nesbitt, and I'm walking along, and I did something when I was walking, like, I had to step with my right foot three times before I step with my left foot or something, and she looked at me, and she goes, what are you doing? And it was the first time that someone noticed that I was acting weirdly, and I remember being really ashamed and realizing, oh, you know, maybe it's becoming a problem. And so I told my mom and she took me to this therapist. And what I remember about it was that it was a large white room that all the walls were bookcases. And this this older uh, white man was like sitting in the corner with like a white beard and was <clears throat> asking me a bunch of questions and judging me. And I and I left and I said, Mom, I think I can fix my this myself. I don't think I need to go back. Oh. Because I remember he made me really uncomfortable. Oh, no. And I, no, but I did. You I went back? I just, no, or no, you did I it stopped. Yourself? I just, I, I think I stopped cold turkey. Wow. And I don't know how I, like, had that much control. No. But I think I just recognized that, like, that was not a safe environment and I didn't want to go back there. Wow. So, um, so I didn't. But I, as a little kid, I'm realizing, like, I had sort of a lot of control over my behavior. Like, my mom tells this great story where... I went with my sister to the orthodontist after school, and I was like a thumb sucker when I was little. Me too. Up in 10 years Great. old. 10 years old. 10. Wow. I stopped, yeah. So when I went, I think I was like six, and I was um, like sucking my thumb at the orthodontist, and the orthodontist, oh, I wanted to remember his name, Dr. Uh, no, I don't remember, something W, came over to me, looked me in the eye, and said, don't do that anymore. And I was terrified of him, never suck my thumb again. Oh my god! I think I was just made. So, the theme here is that like I'm made uncomfortable by by scary men, and then I just well, stop. And things. it's about it's people seeing you. It's sort of you do this like private thing. Oh my god, you're right. And then people like see it, and it's and, made manifest. And, and it's tyranny Nesbit also <laughs> scary men and tyranny Nesbit. I'm excuse me. So good. My nose is dripping. No, absolutely. Um, so. Okay. So I just stopped, but that, I, I will that say... That feels very, like, rare and, like, incredible. Like, that's amazing. I think I was just, like, a little a little lady with a lot of willpower. That is amazing, though. Like... I, I would like to think I still have, I still have it. That's a I'm powerful... Sure I, I mean, that's, like... That's an extremely <clears throat> powerful uh, capability. Yeah. To just stop your, like, mental issue. And I think my mom was, like, a little bit amazed... That probably in both, but I remember in the thumb sucking she was. Because that was like my thing. Like that was my shit. That was like how I fell asleep at night. Yeah. I was like, you know, you totally. do it. You know. Like, I know. Do it all the time. And like day in and day out. And I think I just stopped. Because I think I was scared of like what would happen if I kept doing it and how it would mess up my teeth. And I think it just like put things into perspective. But. <clears throat> Will you. Should we show each other our teeth? Just... Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Your teeth are literally perfect. 
so do you have an overbite? No. That's what so I think you does. you I you an, and I, I have an overbite. You, you you can't really tell, but I think for me, one tooth is slightly like lower. That like which one? The this top one. Yeah, I don't see that at all. I literally don't see that at all. Uh, I see that maybe your gum is a little bit higher on the other. Oh yeah, one, but, but that's a di- that's like a. Di- I don't know what that is. I gotta check that out at the dentist. No, but I think I, you're doing I have great. Dental, so. Oh, I'm Boom. so jealous. Boom. Ooh, up side to side. Boom. Boom. So I did have a great experience with therapy in, um, in 2008. Okay. That was a tough year. Oh, fuck. Um, so I came back from London, from living in London for a few months. The world was in flames. <clears throat> and you I returned it, to, it you really was. To our, no. a ruined economy. Oh, my God. You're not kidding. I remember that phone call from my dad. Um, the economy called. <laughs> literally. Here. The economy called and told me to stop spending money in, in Europe. Oh, boy. Um, but I came back from London and I, I was in a, like a terrible, a terrible space. And I met with this amazing woman for a month that I was home. You know, like that Christmas break that yeah. college kids take. <clears throat> and she like pretty much saved my life. She was this like amazing, affirming woman. And I met with her pretty intensely. Like I would say I met with her... Maybe like every, it felt like every other day, but maybe it was just like every few days, but I would just talk for hours with her. I mean, just like at her, I would just talk and talk and talk. And I think that she just gave me all the affirming. And I remember she gave me great advice, like not everyone in your life. And this is like ironic because I'm saying this on a podcast, but not everyone in your life needs to know everything about you. Yeah. That you can hold things to you, that you can hold secrets and things that are dear to you and you don't need to tell anyone about them. Wow. And that was really important for me to hear at the time. Yeah. Um, but I had an amazing time with therapy with that. That's good. Um, there was nothing yeah. like the OCD. No. <laughs> I mean, and so you have zero OCD. I have zero OCD. I'm, I'm no, that's not true. I mean, I'm like, I'm pretty much an, I mean, I'm a, um, like an antsy person. Yeah. But I mean, but what you described, but like, I don't have number stuff. Right. I really but the, don't. but like, if I don't do this <clears throat> thing, my mom will die. Like no. that's classic. Like that is textbook. Right. Oh OCD, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's pretty, I mean, yeah, it's like pretty serious. Yeah. I think it was like totally getting in the way of my little yeah. eight year old life. Of course. Well, people joke about like, Oh my God, I have OCD. Like, da da da. Yeah. Like, Oh, the, but like, that's not it. It's like the, it's yeah. the like link to, to some terrible thing right. like that's the thing and, right and you just willed that away i just willed it away i mean i think i think that i had like some funny stuff um up until i don't know in like the last few years about like uh when i wash my hands like maybe i wipe my hands with my towel like three like five my numbers were five and 14 uh-huh Maybe I do it five times or something, but I mean, I really don't even have, maybe like in brushing my teeth, but that's just like methodical. That's like, yeah. because I've been doing it for all my life. Sure. And so, okay. So you came back from London. They kind of, we were sort of joking about the economy, right, but right. like, but so what, what were you feeling? Like what, what inspired you to begin to, I was just like, I was super com- depressed, Ben. There yeah. was just like, there was stuff that had happened in college that was terrible just like in my life, I mean, <clears throat> the one uh, big thing that like rocked my world was that, um, uh, so I had like a very close group of friends um, in high school and in like junior and senior year specifically in the summer after our first year in college, one of our friends died in this freak accident. 
um, where Sorry. two of our friends were there and it became a legal issue and oh. we all got deposed and there was like this terrible lawsuit. Oh, I'm so sorry. And um, so it was like caught up in that and just like other things that were happening in relationships in my life. And so I just like got in this terrible, um, like depressed place. And I I dealt with like pretty bad depression for a long time. Yeah. And you know what? I'm actually excited to say that up until a year ago, one year ago, last week, I am. I used to take um, medicine for my depression, yeah. and I stopped a year ago. And so it's like a, that's like another cool anniversary for this month. Yeah, Sarah Ora, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, cool. Thank so, you for thank you for sharing. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, because I think that like, and you know, this is like part of a bigger issue, but I think that you know that people are embarrassed and ashamed of depression and anxiety issues, and yeah. I. You know, it was something that I dealt with for a few years and that was tough and people were supportive of and um, that now I feel like I've like very much came out of. And I mean, it makes me think, I mean, they're not exactly parallel, but like the fear that both of us felt in our youth when encountering differently abled people for the first time, you were, you were saying that it was very much uh, because you didn't, you weren't set up, but what I was hearing was like, you weren't you didn't have experience, you didn't have education, mm. you didn't know what to expect. And so yeah. sort of because of that that lack of knowledge, mm. it was a stressful thing. Yeah. Um, and similarly, I mean, you know, my my mother has struggled with depression her mm. entire life. And, yeah. you know, I, I've been sort of grappling alongside her as she grapples with it. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's not, it is not <clears throat> an easy thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, all of these things are like they challenge whatever you know per, let's call it capitalism or mm-hmm. you know the sort of the, the society's like need to to show like shiny happy things you know we need to yeah. you know the sort of advertisements and movies society uh, uh privileges these you know able-bodied, lovely, mentally yeah. well people, you know, mm-hmm. and that if anything deviates from that, it is made <clears throat> a horrific other, you know, and we have a lot of feelings about it. But as yeah. you're saying, like, and thank you so much for sharing it. Mm-hmm. It is, it is necessary <clears throat> to, to educate people about it, to, yeah. you know, to, to shed light on it, to make, mm-hmm. to normalize it. Yeah. Because we all are, we're all struggling with something. Absolutely. All of us. It's funny because like in my, in my life and during this time as well, people always say, you know, I'm such like a sunny person. I'm such a perky person and I absolutely am. And I'm an optimist and I, and I, it's not that I was ever faking. Like I'm always, I was always very happy. It, it was like this, um, I don't even know how to describe it it's like this undercurrent that was there that I was still I mean this sort of sounds cliche but that like I was still happy and absolutely happy and able to experience things on the surface but um that this just sort it felt like a weight yeah like the best um metaphor for, or representation of it that I've ever seen is like in the graduate when there are all these scenes with him underwater mm. that it feels like you're underwater. And it's funny. I mean, it's been like a year now <clears throat> since I haven't taken any medication and I don't necessarily see, feel like I'm experiencing things like, no, I will take that back. I do feel like I can fully experience things more. That's great. But, um, it wasn't like a sudden switch. Sure. I mean, I wasn't yeah. all of a sudden like, Oh wow. Now the world, now I'm in the world and I can experience things better. But yeah. it was more of like a, um, 
It is gradual. A progression. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and I think from what I know about, <clears throat> you know, antidepressants and medication like that is yeah. it, it must be a gradual thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you have to be very mindful how you yeah. you leave the drug because it, you know, it's Absolutely. it's playing with your brain chemistry yeah. very profoundly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it, it's funny to hear you say that too like you know because i know you as an extremely sunny yeah. person you know and you, you have so much light and joy yeah. and and you know and that all is like so real and yeah was always so real yeah, yeah. and i empathize <clears throat> too because you know like i i was uh, out to dinner with a my friend todd last night and sort of todd I, the handkerchief todd Todd handkerchief todd oh, awesome. uh, todd i'm using your uh your Jap- japan handkerchief oh, uh, from the japanesque store the japanesque <laughs> store it's very japanesque todd. Uh, the island oh, of beautiful own, which is a giant Jap- a japanesque store um <laughs> but uh so you know no no please this is what we're doing but uh you know he's you know i like i'm in therapy now like i just started in november yes. and it's awesome so I'm so, so great yeah it's really great and i'm loving it mm. so much and my therapist listens to the podcast i like i tell her about it and she's like did oh. you but you knew that she was listening to well it? she asked she asked would, can i listen can to i it? cuz it's some i would talk about oh, like cool. this is something that's going well in my life right this is like and a, so she asked for permission to yeah and to she oh, and awesome. she likes it and uh, i hope she she's still listening uh, oh that's cool you guys can talk about uh, we won't really all talk. our stuff too. Yeah, but but basically, so that, you know, I am struggling with a lot of like self doubt and sort of self loathing, but a lot of doubt and like a lot of just sort of uh, having trouble loving myself and that kind of thing. But yeah. you know, he was saying, "What well, you have such a confident demeanor? Mm. Like you seem so confident." And it, I guess w- <clears throat> what you were saying about like you know sunniness plus that underwater feeling like mm-hmm. is there is the it, it is it is a real struggle to you know have a persona mm-hmm. or have a way that people that you know that becomes part of your identity it's like oh you're so sunny and so yeah. the, if you deviate from it like sure. y- you are disciplined from the people around you and you are then doubt and it's like oh well i don't feel like what happens if i don't feel good what happens if i falter yeah and so ultimately it's about balance and self-love but yeah. like i i hmm. just wanted to say that i share that i mean that resonates with me what you're saying absolutely hmm. but it's interesting i've been <clears throat> back to london once since since i lived there and was in this tough place and when i went back oh, you have a question after you do did the thing <clears throat> did the the accident happened in London? No. Okay. Oh, God. That would have been terrible. Yeah, no. Yeah. That was years after. Okay, okay. Or, um, the accident was two years prior when I was living in London, London and everything was... was manifesting. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I was living in London. Got it. Um, when, but when I went back to London, I did feel like years later and I was like getting better and feeling better. Um, I was able to experience things and uh, go see things in a new way and... I'm going back in a month to That's London, right? And I'm so excited about it. Sarah, tell us about what you're going to be up to in in London in a month. Oh, it's going to be so cool! I got this amazing opportunity to go on a research fellowship um, to go work with Oily Cart Theater. Amazing! So that um, I can come back to New York City Children's Theater, uh, which has been so they've been so generous in helping and supporting me in this grant. So that we can create a show uh, for 
students with disabilities in the District 75 school district of New York City. That is fantastic. So I'm so pumped. And Oily Card is so so cool. cool. I met him. So I met the artistic director last month Mm -hmm. because Lincoln Center had this incredible panel. Lincoln Center Education uh, hosted this panel. And I met him and they were just so awesome and down to earth in a way that Chris and Helen, the uh, leaders of our MA program, are where they're not pretentious. They do the work and they do it well. And they love sharing their pedagogy and they love uh, sharing their experiences because that's just part of it, that they want to pass on this knowledge and, you know, they know that they're like the masters of what they're doing. Yeah. It's so incredible. That is, so, it's an amazing <clears throat> opportunity. Congratulations Thank on you. that. I'm so excited to hear about. Yeah, I'm going to be there for 10 days. Okay. And it feels like the, it's the first trip that I've ever taken for research that I'm doing completely on my own. Yeah. Like no one's meeting me at the airport. They're not putting me up. No. I'm, no, but but they, but that wasn't part of the deal. I mean, the part, their part of the deal was that they would, that I would go and they would host me in terms of like, I could sit in on, so I'm going for the end of their rehearsal process okay. and the beginning of their touring. So I'm going to go to their last couple of rehearsals mm-hmm. and then tour with them for the first few days. Cool. So it's going to be really cool. Um, but like I'm, I, I say that because it's, it forces this independence where like I booked my flight, I booked my Airbnb. I'm staying in this like very uh, adorable neighborhood in Southwest London. And you know, that I'll be like traveling to the English countryside to these schools that are in like bumblefuck England yeah. and finding my way. Um, but it's exciting and terrifying, definitely all at the same time. And you'll be returning with it, this renewed sort of sense. I mean, your life is so different now yeah. than when you were there. Yeah. I mean, the first time. Absolutely. And you've grown up a lot. Yeah. And you have so many different sort of structures in place. Yeah. That'll be amazing. It will. It will. And I'm excited just because this has been such a busy spring and there's so, especially this month and next month or in the next like three weeks that there's so much going on. I'm excited to go there. And also I'm like, I'm purposely, well, I don't know about purposely, but just because of their schedule, I'm not jam packed. There are days where I have like eight hour days, but then there are days where I'm going to their performances in the morning and then we'll maybe do an interview and then have the rest of the day to reflect or whatever, go see another show. But there will be a lot of time on my own and I'm excited to explore or sit in the park and write and reflect and just have the freedom to figure out what I want to do in the moment and such. I'm curious, Sarah, like what, what do you, I mean... If if you could sort of have your dream job, what would that what would that look like? Well, <clears throat> I know that I want to, it's it's sort of more of what I'm doing. I mean, I know that I want to continue to work with people on the autism spectrum. I feel the need to I want to keep working with high schoolers and um I love the group of teens on the that are in action play um I would love to like expand my directing work I'm 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 definitely wanting to like do some more acting honestly like I really don't have an easy answer to that that's okay because I I want to do more directing and more acting but I also love 
the part of my job at New York City Children's Theater that is um, like curriculum development yeah. and that is play development. I like managing a team of teaching artists. Like I, yeah. I love the fact that we get to hire these super talented people and I get to, you know, uh, send them lesson plan feedback and we go back and forth on that. Like that part of it feels really exciting. Totally. And I like working in an office. Like I, I enjoy the, um, the structure of that. I think if I did that for 40 hours a week all the time, I would go nuts. Sure. I don't think I could, like I learned recently when I went to face to face conference that this one organization the people who work in their office, it's like a pretty high powered organization in New York. The people who work in their offices cannot teach the, in their education offices. Oh. They don't ever go out and do the work. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that would drive me crazy if I couldn't go out and implement, like, I love that I get to teach residencies. Um, I love that I get to go out and do anti-bullying because I, I think I would go nuts if I was in the office every day, all day totally. throughout the year. I mean, from my experience, but I like the structure. Yeah. I mean, and I also, know. I mean the, the, that you go out in the field, that you are in classrooms, that you're doing residencies, makes you a better administrator. It it gives yeah. you empathy for what the teaching artists mm-hmm. are going for. I mean, you know, I'm I'm lucky to say in my organization exactly. we we teach as well, which yeah. is really great. I love also developing curriculum. It makes me yeah. feel like I'm in like a a writer's room for like a TV show or something. <laughs> you know, like it is like we we do a lot of collaborative like yeah. curriculum development. I'm not sure how it works. Uh, at NYCT. C- oh, you missed a C. Uh oh. NYCC. NYCCT. We're all getting used to it. NYCCT. The organization just changed its name recently. Making books sing. It Make was, them sing. It was formerly Making Books Sing. Make them sing. So we're, yeah, I'm still very much getting used to the name change. But, um. Brooke Bortzel. Shout Bert- out. Bortzel. What'd I say? Bortzel. That's not correct. Bertzel. But Bertzel. But yeah, we'll do it. We'll, de- we'll definitely do a Brooke Bertzel shout out. I've I mean, never, I've never said it right. Well, She's until, never corrected me. Until today. Maybe you, maybe you haven't used both names. I, I would say, hey, Bertzel. I'd call her over. No, you wouldn't. I, I would. I'd wave my <laughs> you hand. You never did that. Brooke, Brooke, the first time, like, I think when I, when I was a, a, a burgeoning uh, arts and education per- baby, a baby arts educator, uh... Uh, you came to a, a picnic. You probably know this story, Brooke. I don't know. This is this is just it's just me and Brooke right now, Sarah. Um, God, I hope she listens. <laughs> and I had just this is I I think I've I found I found how we're doing this. This is great. Um, I had just uh, gotten out of a, a long relationship. Oh, I was living with with I didn't realize the timing there with okay. Becca, and I like I I brought like a a huge a huge thing of vodka to the park uh and like drank a lot of it and i was a little toasty as they as this as the kids say i think they probably say that at uh your episcopalian school are we getting are we getting toasty tonight (laughs) and the answer is definitely yes wait which of the seven virtues are we Wait, excuse. Are, are you? Oh, toasty? I forget how many stripes there were on the sweater. Seven. Anyway, I can't, I don't know. <clears throat> well, anyway, so and uh, like I think I I was just a TA and I was I was a little toasty and you were like, oh hey everybody and I like wouldn't I would stay I I <laughs> I hid but by like I like stayed fifty yards away. So that was the one time you didn't go, hey Bortzel and call her over because you. I were didn't scared. say that. Yeah. Well, and I was I don't think I would have slurred it, but it's Bortzel. <laughs> Bertzel, yeah. Brooke Bertzel. It's interesting, though, like, talk about last names and how to pronounce them. Yeah, or... Because, right, mine is so easy, but I am changing my name. So my name is going to be 
No, Margulis. Oh, my God. See, most people say Margulis because that's I said, Juliana. I said Margulis. Margu- well, I guess it doesn't matter where I, you My emphasis Mor- was wrong. Morgulis. Morgulis. No, yeah, yeah, that's right. Morgulis. No. When Mor- I met him. Morgulis. When, when I met him, I called him Morgulis. Morgulis. For Ju- months. Juliana Morgulis. Right. Marg. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I need to learn how to say my name. Morgulis. So, yeah. So, I'm changing my name to Sarah Hunter Morgulis. When you guys watch Game of Thrones, are you ex- is it? Ex- oh, are you going to name your daughter man. Valar? We don't watch Game of Thrones gonna... because I don't have HBO. I'll this give is a... you my family's don't, password. Don't you dare. Why? I would never, I would never do Sally like that. What? I would never... <laughs> ben, if you want to give me your password, we'll do this in another time. Sally? My mom? My mom? Your mom. You said your family thing, so I'm saying I wouldn't do your Sally like that. But they, she doesn't watch it. It's my dad. It's my dad. It's my dad. My mom has nothing your to do with it. Your dad's name is? Is David. Mm. Your dad? David. Oh, I'm just kidding. I just wanted it to be so bad. That would have been intense. We would have figured that out long yeah. ago. John. John. Mm-hmm. John and Sally. Um it's not a thing if you want it just let me know all right we'll talk about it afterwards okay but anyway the there's a there's a there's a <laughs> phrase in game of thrones it's valar margulis i know and nick hates it all men must die it's nick, in in um in valerian nick told me that it ruined his google search <laughs> or that like because now all this game of thrones stuff comes up but they'll they maybe they'll <clears throat> stumble across him well, there you go. I think you're right. I think it's only going to help him. All all ships rise with the tide, as they say. Damn. That's a really good euphemism. It's uh, I don't know if it's a euphemism. What's a euphemism then? A euphemism's like, oh yeah, we're gonna. No, are you serious? We're, it's like, oh, did you uh, did you take a trot around the stable? <laughs> I don't think I have no idea what you're referring to there. What do you mean? Like, uh, oh, did you did you? Uh, uh, what's another euphemism? Uh, <laughs> then what is that? Then what is what you just said? All sh- it's like a it's like a <laughs> phrase, like a like a. But what's like the uh, figure a of speech? Proverb or a proverb or an idiom? Oh, I don't know. All sh- it's a. Well, I'm glad aphorism. that you're correcting me though, because I don't know. It's not a euphemism. Euphemism's like a like a metaphor to like lessen the naughtiness or like really? he passed away is a euphemism. Really? Yeah. So you like like bet like like euphoria right EU is like happiness and so it makes better something that's less than desirable a euphemism. You just taught me something great. Yeah, you really broke that down. I appreciated that. You Did you it. take Latin? No. Okay. I'm I I spend a lot of time with words. <laughs> Fair know. enough. Um, uh, I was an only child. <laughs> Again. The justification. I not only did I suck my thumb, but I twirled a bit of yarn. This I don't... is very Amy Sawyer's. Have you oh yeah, to her yeah. About this? So she does edging, or she, she does, does edges, yeah. and so uh, mine is yarn. Well, my sensory. I can't believe that I haven't been doing anything. It's because I'm holding a mic. Okay. And eating, we're eating <clears throat> my, crispy crackers. My sensory thing is um, that I always have to be doing something with my hands. Okay. That it like that it um, yeah, I go crazy if I'm not doing something with my hands. Valar Margulis. So. <laughs> Just a plug there. Um, so, yeah. But I think holding the mic is, like, sufficient enough Good. for my hands. Good. And then I'm gesticulating with this one. Um, so, 
so I had just broken up with my person. Oh yes. And we were we were in grad school together. We were. Um so here it comes, Sarah. This is this is the organic uh, We've been waiting we've been waiting this is, not so organic. Uh, no. Okay. Better than like I mean, I don't know, better than something else. I don't <laughs> Going know. Going from Jonathan Taylor Thomas to this. Yeah. Would not be very good. Maybe what, it would be better. So stop me if you heard this one. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. But anyway, so we were, we were, so this is, there's actually a lot in this. There's a lot of feelings in this that aren't, anyway. But so we, we were putting on a little, uh, co-intentional scene directed by Brisa Areli Munoz. Oh, very nice. Um, with, and Claro De Los Reyes and you. Not so good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what well, is Filipino? I don't know. How do you say? Claro. Cla- Claro De Los Claro. Reyes. Claro. De los Reyes. Very nice. Do you roll the R? No, even if you're... I don't. I don't. I'm not that. This Claro? Claro Kissy? I'm not sure if he does. Reyes. I don't know. Claro. Claro? Because Brisa says Claro. Claro. So this If is... Brisa does it, then we all should do it. Right. So we were, we, for some arbit, so co-intent, can we, let's, let's break, break it down. down for our listeners. Co-intentional directing. Thank you. So that was co-intentional, actually. So co-intentional directing is when a uh, director does not facilitate the entire process, but in- well, instead of telling them where to go, what, how to say things, what to do, a co-intentional director will let their actors help guide the process. Yeah. So it's like setting up your actors to do their best work and to give input on how... On the direction. Right. So we read... What a, else is there? Well, we read a lot of Paulo Freire, right? So... Or a whole lot. His book. We read one... A lot one, of, it, lot one of book. We, we, we read his one book a lot. <laughs> I think... He has I more than one book. I co-intentional notebook is over there, Ben. Oh, amazing. Oh, I would no, It's one of the red ones or one of the pink ones. God only knows which, which I'm one not gonna. Is. I'm not going to fucks with that so much right now. But uh, the, I see That's them. That's probably best. Yeah. Right. Um, so... Okay. so Paulo Freire calls for uh, an, an edu- a co-intentional education, right? So mm-hmm. in, uh, there's a banking model of education where there's a, a leader teacher who basically deposits information into their students. Mm-hmm. There's no dialogue. There's no exchange. There's no opportunity for, um, I don't know, uh, collaboration really. Yeah. And that, and similar in many acting director relationships, there yeah. are they're comparable absolutely um, situations. And so we had a whole class about that. This is a concept I think uh, developed by Helen White mm-hmm. exclusively. It is she. I believe she coined the term. Yeah, and it's a really, I mean, it's an amazingly <clears throat> ubiquitous term, at least in the circles yeah. where I run. I don't know about you, but I, I'm sure it is. Yeah, absolutely. I just say it all the time. So we took a class, but we, we were hungry for more co-intentionality, <laughs> right? I'm forgetting the format of this, actually. What, this was entirely outside of this the class? This was completely outside of the class. This was like we were, we were like <laughs> arbitrarily, we were like preparing for an evening of co-intentional scenes. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the class. Nothing right. to do with it. Wow. Right. Was it a fundraiser? No. No, no this was an This excuse. was just an evening. This is an excuse. Like we for just kissing. wanted yeah. to put on a, a play. So this is so an excuse for kissing. So <laughs> that we that's what it should have been called. An excuse for kissing. I think that's the working title of this play. So I believe that it started out because Brisa emailed us. 
Or did we get phone calls? How did it? How did she cast us? I don't know. I don't remember. I remember there was she did approach me and ask me if I would be okay with a scene where I was kissing both you and Claro. Claro. And what did you say? Well, clearly I said yes. Okay. I, I, did you say anything else? It was just no. It was just an emotionless yes. <laughs> and then you hung up. Thank I'm you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. And then just hung up. I probably went. Like, hell yeah. Aww. No, I, I don't think Aww. I went, hell yeah. Aww. But I think I said, uh, yeah, let's let's do it, Brace. Great. And so at this time, um, at the, like, sort of at the end of my relationship, I don't know. It was like, well, I don't I, think it was I'm, over. I'm thinking of a particular, uh, the particular night. Yeah. Where. Go on. <laughs> where I almost stopped you I because don't know because everyone everyone was in peril when we all came together. Yeah, we were also Claro was ending his relationship. He, it was ended. It was I ended. believe yours was ended. Mine was or ended on the brink. Yeah, and and we all got together. For, I can't remember if we were drinking before rehearsal or after. It was after rehearsal. So <laughs> I I want to talk about where we were rehearsing. So <laughs> it was in uh, Brooklyn Fireproof which were these uh, studio spaces in Bushwick. Mm-hmm. And I had rented this spl- this space to work on my smash type stamps. Yeah. And this was the place where we were rehearsing and there was a bar downstairs. And I'm remembering that it was also a very vulnerable night for me because you remember that I got sort of like accosted on my way there to rehearsal? Vaguely. I was walking to rehearsal and it was like very dark. We were rehearsing late. I feel like we started rehearsal at eight or maybe like eight. That's not maybe. very late, but maybe we started at like nine or ten. But on my walk there, it was <laughs> like, like it was like seven thirty. It was black, <laughs> black, very dark outside. I I wanted to say you seem you are an early. You leave things early. You like get out. You make your exit. Like you don't. Well, you're not a lingerer. The joke is like that from college. My friends would get mad at me because I would just leave. Like yeah. I. Because I hate having to go up and say, guys, I'm leaving. Yeah. But everyone in our program gets really mad at me if I don't say goodbye. So right. I, so at things I usually do say goodbye before I'm leaving. But no, I like my sleep. I'm yeah, like it's a, really, I'm really my impressed. My sleep is re- really important. I think me. that's really no, like. No, but I think like it all, I, I, I try to have a balance because yeah. if I leave things too early, then I'll like see, fo- it's like the um, uh, fear of missing out kind of thing. Fupa? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a front front upper pussy area, Ben. <laughs> but let's call it FUPA because that's perfect. Uh, FOMA. So I have... FOMO. No, 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 it's FUPA. No, 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 it Fo- is FUPA. FUPA. No, because I'll have FUPA if I... <laughs> If I see photos or like someone will be like, oh, my God, remember when uh, I'll bring I'll bring someone back. Like, remember when Julia Reimer did this crazy thing? Oh, my God. And I'll be like, Always no, getting crazy. I didn't. Jay I know. That's why I brought her in. Because, no. OK, we're bringing up too many stories because I have a great Julia Reimer story. I can't wait. Um, if I left too early, people would be like, Sarah, do you remember when that happened? And I would realize, no, because I left at 930 and went to bed early. My Julia Reimer story. And then we'll get back to it. Is that the last time I saw Julia Reimer, she kissed me on the mouth. That's great. And the last had, time? The last time I saw her, you know, like when we graduated. Oh, yeah. And we had this big joke about it. I don't know why she kissed me on the mouth, but she did. And it was one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> and That's very nice. And I tease her about it all the time. That's great. Um, Julia Reimer, I miss you. It was gosh, her birthday so yesterday? I think, you know what? I think it may have been. Happy birthday. And I didn't say happy birthday, so I want to do now. that now. Happy birthday. To? Julia Reimer. Happy birthday, Julia. 
I miss her. Um, bringing it back. So you got accosted on the way over? I got over? accosted on the way. Thank you. On the way over. Um, because it was it was this. And I remember talking about it in theater with the oppressed. But that doesn't make sense in timeline. I guess it does. It, it doesn't. Um, does it? I don't know. I don't think so. I was walking over and <clears throat> these two men, these two black men came out of the building and were like, white girl, white girl, get out of our neighborhood. And I, and I like sort of turned away and kept walking and they followed me and kept yelling at me. And I <clears throat> got kind of scared and like went in a building and then came back out. And it must have been before Theater of the, theater of the Oppressed or in some other class because I remember I talked about it in a group yeah. about how it made me wonder whether I shouldn't be in parts in neighborhoods in New York because of my race or my privilege or and it, it freaked me out. And yeah. so I remember that I was in a really vulnerable place that night because that had happened. Right. I know it was that night because I remember I got there and I was like in a and I was in a weird spot. And then I and then I played you guys those songs that come on my iPod. Oh, yeah. I come on my phone now and I laugh because I um, play them for you. Because we were, Who are they by? we were spo- Fiona Apple. They're Fiona Apple songs, oh, aren't they? God. And so we were sharing. <laughs> we were sharing some sort of art. So Brisa had asked us in a co-intentional in way a co-intentional to share way. our art with each other. And I was like, these are these three Fiona Apple songs. I don't think I brought something. And so I like, like no, rustled, like I found like, some garbage. Yeah, I, I, yeah, some garbage in the studio. What the fuck? Probably. What, we were all a mess. We, were, we shouldn't have been rehearsing that night. It was terrible. We shouldn't have. None of that. I mean, <clears> that was all kind of. Anyway, it, it, so great. So we, we rehearsed. Basically, I feel like I played this monster, this monstrous man I've, who... I've really blocked it out. Who like, And I had maybe like a prosthetic leg or there was some... Yeah. Like I was deformed in some way. I had a lot of scars. And like... And and Claudio was my was was my partner, and then I met you, and like Claudio blew me off, and so then like I met you, and it all like took place on like a picnic blanket. Yeah. Because I remember like wh- when we would like make out, like the picnic blanket would like, like yeah, would, like get wrestled. Was in there it. was there rape in the play? Was there were? I hope not. I know that there definitely wasn't rape, but it was like uh, just a lot of it was, doing. Like, very aggressive. Yeah, a lot of kissing. It was like very aggressive, and um, did we talk about like we didn't really talk about? No, I remember like Brisa like brought up a moment because we hadn't we nothing we hadn't had any any connection like physical physical contact, con- physical contact L yet, to L until that evening, and Brisa brought it up, and she was like, "All right, tonight we're we're gonna go for it," and she like put it out there, and I think we we talked about like whether we should acknowledge anything or i think she like gave a moment for it yeah, we, were we had like, a moment no. of silence for the kissing <laughs> and then it happened and i remember like i think i was just chill about it because i've always just sort of been like uh i never so in high school i remember like we always like really wanted like stage kisses like that was really exciting yeah and then i think like i finally had a stage kiss in my junior year when i was sarah and guys and dolls nice but then like never again maybe once through college and then in my year at sarasota when i was in all those student I films when my love comes along, along you know it i don't know it. i know uh the bell song because that was like my tour de force oh um the um 
all I can say yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like played a little drunk that was exciting that is dulce de leche these are like big things were you in guys and dolls I was you Nathan know a lot Detroit. I was that Jew Ben Jew Weber are you kidding were we in the same production no god I wish I wish too. I wish it was all set on a picnic blanket. And oh we had yeah, played Fiona Apple and I was songs. like, I, uh, I'm Nathan Detroit, but my leg is very <laughs> badly burned. <laughs> so <laughs> rehearsal, so rehearsal happened that evening, and then everyone just like just angrily drank. That yeah, we night. went downstairs to the bar. Mm-hmm. It was a very yep. very trendy, cool bar. I love Super that bar. Trendy, too trendy. Um, and <clears throat> like. How to say it? How to say it? All right, I like I. I think I was like I was sweet on you, Sarah. Or I'll <laughs> say that is true. Okay, it is true. That's that. I was sweet on you. I. It seemed like I like I wanted. I don't know. I wanted uh, human connection. I wanted to be close to someone. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, that's what that scene. That's what that scene was for. I think. Yeah. That, uh, I think I think we were all a bunch of seventeen uh, year olds. Yeah. At the time. And um, yeah, and I don't know. I think and like yeah, we <clears throat> had a conversation about it. We did downstairs. Yep. And uh, never happened. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> and here we are, years later. Here we are, years later. And uh, I like I was nervous. Yeah. Uh, today actually, I was like, I want to talk about this. Well, I want to talk about this. Uh, this moment in our our shared it was a very like it was a, it was like a groundbreaking moment. Well, it was it was <clears throat> just very like it, it's meaningful just because like groundbreaking, but it's like it's like a tentpole moment in our well, in our uh, it was an, it was extreme. <clears throat> I was extremely I was feeling extremely vulnerable. I'm you must and have I was been too. too. Yeah, all of us and Clara was too. Well, and and I was in this funny point in in my relationship with Nick where we were o- we were open in our relationship, but we were like about to. And I thought that I wanted to close it, which we ended up doing. But like, and I was figuring that out. Yeah. And yeah, it was a temple moment. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of romantic intrigue in our MA program. I mean, I, th- I, I think, Ben, that it was, that it was like you. I think that, maybe, <laughs> maybe it was me. <laughs> I think that it was you. And um, I think I can speak for uh, the MA ladies there. That I, I think that was it. Um, say more. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, I, I was I was the object of the I the think, romantic intrigue. I believe so. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let Nicolette you off the hook. Me- had mentioned it on on her episode. Of course. Uh, oh, I, yes, I do know that. I remember this. Yeah. Um, because it's just the truth. I think that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you were you were the object of desire in the yeah. in the MA in applied theater program. I have to share something that happened recently that was an amazingly nourishing moment just to sort of shift it. So Raina Raina Bonaparte, I I did an episode with her. Oh yeah. Um She's and one of the best. You know, and like I like I struggle with like my own self-image. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Perhaps I exude a, a, a debonair exterior. Well, you exterior. exude the confidence that that Todd had told yeah. you you exuded. I exude confidence, but inside, like my good God, it is a shit show. It's a, it's a nightmare in there. It's a nightmare. It's like it's a horrible nightmare. Um, and I'm working on it. I'm working on rectifying that. 
and reconciling, rectifying euphemism. I'll take both. Um, tamponade. Um, so, uh, Raina, it's Raina, tamponade. Tamponade. It's, it's tapenade. There's no M. <laughs> There's no M. No. Tam- tamponade. What did you, you all, uh, what did, what is the cheese? Manchango? Manchango. And blue? And other Manchango Spanish? is, man, uh, no second N. Manchego. <clears throat> Manchango. Nope. Manchego. Is that true? That's true. All right, bringing it back to Raina. Uh, <laughs> she said I was dangerous. She called me dangerous. Ben. Which I never considered. But now that I'm considering it, it fills me with... Ben. It, I'm, I swear to God. It, that's it, exactly That's exactly what the, the night at the fire escape... I'm going to call it the fire escape. Fire escape. Was it called it was. the dumbwaiter? It was not that. That was the play Clara <laughs> wanted to do. That was, that was our unrequited creative project, the dumbwaiter. Oh, we're going to do the dumbwaiter. That's a horrible Clara. That's a horrible Clara. Oh, I, gotta so, work I loved Clara. seeing him last week. Oh, yeah. um, no, I think that Raina hit the nail on the head. Dangerous. I mean, oh yeah, that's so. No, yeah. I think that Dangerous. I think that um, that that soon after that Nick and I were in our that Nick and I were in our closed relationship, and that we realized that you know that there wasn't going to be any any uh, Ben Weber, Sarah, or Spark. But I think that you were. I think that you were <laughs> very dangerous. I think that you're you were a dangerous guy to be drinking whiskey with at yeah down Was in that Bushwick. What we were drinking. Oh yeah, my God. There was yeah, it was definitely dark, dark liquor that dark night liquor. in the dark night. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. That's this is great. <laughs> Thank you for going there with me, Sarah. Of course, I knew you were going to. Brisa was like, you know that he's going to do that, and I said, I know. And I we even prepared for it off off air, which no, is I great. That. You know, I'm glad. I appreciate you. Yeah. Um. We've been going for nearly two hours. Is that true? That's true. Wow. Um, which uh, brings me mm. to a uh, 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 piece of news that I received. I got a letter actually in my <clears throat> mailbox today from the Cozy Zone Foundation. And they wrote me. They said, Dear Ben Weber. This is true. This is true. Um, we are prepared to commission a work with you um, for an unlimited amount of money. Okay. Um, there's a stipulation, though. Okay. Um, in order to receive this funds, you need to work with another artist that we have selected. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Hunter Orr. They used all three names? All three names. They, That's they, the way I like it. They know it. They've <clears throat> background checked it because they know of your, they know of your experience and yeah. your qualifications. Oh, great. And they need a description. Mm-hmm. And a title mm-hmm. uh, and a proposed budget um, as soon as possible in order to make this art project. It can be any art project. Yeah. Um, and so I guess we got to figure it out. So this is great. This is great news. Mm-hmm. First of all, congratulations. Congratulations to you. I'm glad they didn't send the letter to me because my mail is shoddy. So I don't know if I would have gotten it. <laughs> you have that nice mailbox. You think my post office worker walks up those stairs? She looked at me in the eye last year, and she said, I don't walk upstairs. I said, Charlene, I'm sorry to hear that. What can I do for you? We put in a mailbox downstairs. Does she always deliver to it? No. Moving right along, Ben. That is that's fabulous. I'm so sorry. Me too. Well, we're going to... Me too. So maybe I'm we glad can... They email... I'm glad they mailed it to you. I, yeah, me too. 
Oh, they they mailed it to me at work, so you know. I'm also glad that um, Brisa had a premonition of this happening because she asked me last week what what I would do in this in this exact situation. Yeah, and I had no joke, and she'll attest to this. The fastest answer for her. Let's hear it. And I said, I don't know where it came from. I said sign language smash type. Oh my god! Because it is a uh, it is a. Uh, mission of mine to become fluent in sign language i did it a little bit in college mm-hmm. i took like one class of it and i was actually very good very expressive you know go with my hands got it down uh-huh. and um <laughs> i want to take it back up and i want to explore how smash type and sign language come together that's, in a in a beautiful celebration of is, letters. That's incredible, Sarah. I'm so honored. I mean, the finger alphabet is a real thing. Finger alphabet. A, yeah. B, it, do you know some of it? Uh, some of it. A. So we'll say. So we'll do your your name. B. And unfortunately, our they can't see it. B. B. E. e. Oh, you know it. N. N. Yeah. I only S A R A. Let's see if we can. So uh, B is is like. Um, your hand is outstretched. Your thumb mm-hmm. is in. It sort of looks like you're you're raising your hand to swear. Um, Scout's honor, except your thumb is bent. Your thumb's bent in. Yep. Okay. E. Um, all of your nails are like touching your thumb. Your thumb is bent in like mm-hmm. E, so you can go. So that's a nice transition. Yeah, it's actually there. just like B. Your fingers are up, up and E. And they're in. They're they're on your Amazing. thumb. It's really hard to describe. Yeah. Sign language. And then the N is literally just like tuck your thumb in between your middle finger and your ring finger. Yeah. So you have two, you've, you're in the mid, you're like snuggled in between your, your four fingers. Your thumb is in between your four fingers. I just, you just made me think like, how, how could someone with hearing impairment enjoy Cozy Zone with Ben Weber? It'd be really hard. How, how, that, so, it's tough because the program, this is amazing. I mean, the program, and I'm glad that you're asking that. Like, that is an, an awesome question. Yeah. It's tough because the program is so long, but I would obviously say transcribe it. <laughs> <laughs> who, who has the time? Who's going to do that? I don't know, Ben. We both have full-time jobs. <laughs> oh, sweet God. Well, so there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, like, extra shit that we're going to put in our budget for a uh, sign language smash type, including yeah. a street-level mailbox or, like, some sort of pneumatic <laughs> mailbox shoot for you. Improve your mail situation, but we'll, we can justify it somehow. Hopefully the foundation won't listen to this. Uh, and so they can they they'll feel my pain yeah they'll they'll get it they have or a maybe lot of it's money Char- no i don't want charlene to lose her job she's doing no great. no 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 we just gotta I we mean, gotta meet her where she's part at of her job to go up the stairs but through like, rain and sleet, sleet and, and snow i know that's bullshit and what is it something of night mm. to i don't oh, know i, have I don't no know idea. the chant the 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 mailman the mailman's rain and sleet and snow it's musical too it's it was actually in guys in the house but it got cut uh, yeah, the they chance. the uh, Sky and and Nathan take a detour uh, <laughs> they, to Winterfell. They um Win- they take coming. they take bets on mail on uh, mail pe- mail yeah, mail carrying. Anyway, um, um, okay, I love this idea. Thank you for this idea. I don't I don't know, and I was thinking about it today. I don't know how. I don't know whether people literally just sign with the finger spelling or whether they like dip their hands in paint and then like the 
their hand would be on there. I mean, like, that's another idea. But I don't know if it would clearly show up. Here, so what I'm imagining yeah, tell is, me. I need so, so thinking about uh, the Rosetta Stone, thinking about early writing, uh, you know, writing cuneiform in clay blocks, right? So what if, <clears throat> excuse me, what if Raina's around? Did we, oh, we talked about Raina being a boss uh, with Sham. And then my voice cracked, <clears throat> and but that didn't happen with us. Raina being a boss. Oh, Sham she, said Raina's, Raina's a, boss. a boss. And my voice cracked. She is, yeah. yeah. And I said <laughs> anyway. So this is I just did a, a, a an incorrect callback, which is very embarrassing. <laughs> That's what happens when you double up cozy zones. I know. It's fine though. It's okay. So I, I do love both of them like my sisters. So they're they're if you're gonna call anyone in, beautiful ladies. Okay. Oh yeah, Raina Raina B. So. What if you have your finger sign yeah. and you have like wet blocks of clay and you <gasps> smash your finger sign into the wet blocks of clay making a, an imprint of the finger sign? That is so cool. Yeah. Um, and so just, just, to, if, just to catch everyone up to contextualize this, Smash Type is, a, is an art project I've been working on for a while that sort of, you know, it, it er, er, rises and falls and ebbs and flows. Uh, but essentially it is a living letterpress where uh, participants embody a single letter of the alphabet. They, they are in charge of a particular letter of the alphabet and they join together to create collaborative messages uh, by expressing that letter in some way. It could be uh, with a big stamp. It's traditionally with big stamps. Um, now we're, we're talking about, uh, so embodying letters using sign language, um, and other visual things. I, I mean, I, I love that. And I wonder, like, I wonder there, you haven't listened probably to the most recent episode with Dorna. Um, I, I listened to about like 45 minutes of it. Um, did wait, no, I listened to most of it. Oh, okay. So we, uh, talked about, mm. uh, oh darn the, the alphabet thing, the, the, oh, uh, yes, and uh, I wanted to know what that was, so, like what that looked like. Yeah. So about, yes, I did oh, hear that right. part. So, God, oh, right. So now, you, now you I'm mean, blanking. You, I'm blank. You oh, me, uh, you, you rhythm me. You rhythm me. You rhythm me. You euphemism. You rhythm me. Like good euphoria. Ryth- euphoria. You rhythm me. You rhythm me. So it sounds like you with me. You with me. You rhythm me. Because that's what. Yeah. I thought you said at first. Oh wait. This is a game changer right now. All right, let's. I'm, I'm taking a pause. Do we have time for this right now? Of course. Please go. Hello. Hi, Mom. You are on Cozy Zone right now. How... Hi, am I a speaker? Yes, you are. How did the oh, movie go? <laughs> Nick, it is so nice to hear from you. This is our first call we've we've ever had, uh, and I just want to say congr- congratulations on your on your premiere. Oh, thank you so much. I think the highlight of the night was an usher uh, crying um, and telling me that um, that she was really moved by the song. Wow. She was struggling with addiction her whole life, and that uh, this movie, you know, made her feel something. Oh my goodness! That's the awesome. film is about um, a young man's addiction. That's so cool. <clears throat> Congrats, Nick. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm 
Yeah, but it went great. I'm uh, I snuck out from another movie to call Sarah, but I'm Yay. fantastically um, excited to be on your podcast. It is it is <laughs> such a it is such a treat. Uh, if you want uh, some some quiet time <clears throat> with Sarah, some non speakerphone time, we can definitely do that. Can I give no, you? A- I think um, all I have to tell her, yeah, is it went great. Yeah, wasn't booed. I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Cool. Well, have a wonderful conversation. Give me the highlights of your conversation so far. Well, let's see. Uh, We talked about uh, grad school. And we talked about, right now we're talking about our um, excitement in creating a piece combining smash type and sign language. That's very exciting. Yes. Well, I wish you all the luck in your... Endeavors. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. I'll give you a call later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, Nick. Congrats. Congrats. It's exciting stuff. That's amazing. That's a some Woo-hoo! good. That's some good cozy zone right there. Oh, wow, and Usher told him it's it, the movie is intense. It's like an intense, tense drama. Wow. But that, yeah, that's so cool. What? That's so nice. What a nice guy. <laughs> that's so nice. Um. Oh, that's so nice. Um. Whew. Okay. Talk we were talking about you rhythm me. Yes, you rhythm me. Can you can you give me an example of what it, of what it looked like, or tell me a little it, bit? It's this like full body. It's like <laughs> it's full body gestures uh-huh. that represent different sounds, mm-hmm. and I al- I feel like you rhythm me might play a good role in this so you know so we were so certainly there's american sign language there's like finger spelling yeah but also what you know we have our whole body at our disposal so how can we use our whole body to um uh, express letters Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um oh, i like the idea of combining them as yeah, well yeah yeah and having dorna in on it oh, of course yeah I think that's great. Yeah, Dorn is incredible. I I was very happy. I'm happy to know her yeah. and meet her. Um, okay, so where does this take place? Is it a tour? What it like? What is what is this? I sort of see it in the places that you already do smash type and okay, like the place that, that I went across uh, with Julia Reimer in Staten oh, Island. That was so nice of you to you come. Did it yeah, at the Staten was it at the Staten Island Museum? It was. Yeah, right off the ferry there. Um. It was a beautiful day, though. I remember mm-hmm. it was hot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I see it in big public spaces, and I Great. think that engaging, whether it's... I mean, it's interesting <clears throat> that I'm bringing up American Sign Language and, like, the deaf community, because the deaf community, if they are not blind as well, like, can already see yeah. Smash Type. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I don't totally. know if it's necessarily, like, the best use. So maybe it's, like, American uh, American Sign Language, though... Okay, so what if we also, this is an idea, yeah. engage the blind community in a way that, and that way it's like super accessible, where the letters are also raised. Okay. <gasps> because Go. also smash type braille would be pretty <clears throat> yes. fabulous. Yeah. Like, or like, you know, doing different braille letters. Yeah. Um, it would be an interesting because as as one person, I mean, you could hold all of these different modalities like simultaneously, like you could have raised like letters on you. Right. I also feel like to me, 
it might be, I mean, it is certainly in honor of the deaf community, the blind community, but mm. the the power of it would be to engage people not to sort of bring in people not in that community. Mm-hmm. So sort of it's like, oh, I can see I can see that that's a letter A, but this is also a letter A yep. for this community. This is a letter A in this community. And it's not necessarily this community. It's like for everyone, but we're teaching them. Right, right, right. That right. this is what this community uses. Sure, sure, but sure. I, but I see your point, though, that it's we're making it accessible for all. I mean, right. it reminds me of this special education teacher who, like, changed my life. She was the one that set, that made the amazing point that, like, totally stayed with me where – not everyone can use the stairs, but if we make a ramp for the boy who has uses a wheelchair, yeah. everyone can everyone use can the use ramp. a ramp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then that has like really stayed with me in my life. That like how to make it accessible for everyone. That yeah, that if we teach someone how to <clears throat> use say the letter use the letter A when they're like finger spelling it to finger spell the letter A. Yeah. That they don't just have to use that with someone who's deaf. They can use that with their friends. They yeah. can. You know, do whatever. It's like the, how they're teaching kids sign language now that that I think is amazing. Yeah. That it's like a in a lot of preschools all over New York City, they're just teaching sign language as a practice, which I think is the best. Yeah. That is the best. Yeah. It's totally awesome. Yeah. Um, I always love the signed performances uh, at oh. my theater. Uh, a woman named Candy comes in and, and she is she's. <laughs> she's you know no, oh, she's imagine. she's the coolest she's yeah. she's super cool that was like a career choice that i almost went down yeah when i was in college and i realized how much i love taking sign language i thought do i want to be a sign language interpreter and like go to galladay go to mm-hmm. college for it and mm-hmm. um because it's so expressive yeah and i could do that for theaters it is and so expressive do it through plays because i just think it's beautiful yeah I think I feel like in Santa Monica there's a there's like a theater Deaf West. Yeah. Yeah. It's it like looked so cool. And that's another thing I want to do. And I don't think it's necessarily this one at New York City Children's Theater. Um I don't that is going to have this because I just don't know sign language that well yet and it would we would need a specialist and all that. But I want to in my life it's like a mission of mine that all the performances are also like have sign language in them yeah, and that that's just a practice. Cause that's what deaf West does is like, yeah, they'll have an actor on stage and they'll have someone who's signing behind them. Um, so someone will be singing in a musical and then someone will be behind them signing the whole thing. And yeah. so it's doubled. And mm-hmm. so, but so there are a lot of people on stage, yeah. but it's, um, amazing. Yeah. It makes me, <clears throat> so I'm really interested in this, this idea of like, how do how does a deaf person enjoy a podcast? Yeah. Um and because I don't know. And because text doesn't really do it. Convey right? affect. And it does right. I mean, do you in your experience, I mean how, I've not I don't know how to crack this case. I think that it's This is a bigger question. I think it's a bigger question. I mean it's interesting because like the the people that I've met in the deaf community in New York also are some of the most expressive people I know. Yeah. Um, you know what I saw with Amy Sawyers when I was here? And now, of course, I'm forgetting the name of it. You know what I'm talking about. No. Um, the, uh, we saw it at George Street Playhouse. Um, the play, shoot, the play about the, um, 
the deaf son who's trying to communicate with his family. No, I totally forget it. Um, anyway, that it, they, they are so expressive. And so it's interesting to think about how they would. Yeah. That, how do you listen to a podcast? You know, it, it's signed, obviously. <clears throat> right. You get a signer for me. You get a signer for you. And it's a video. And it's a video. That's how we'll do it. But, so it's a video. But, but that's a different project. Maybe. Yeah. Is, is that part of our... Well, or they're just lip readers. And if it's a video... I mean, they watch TV and right. read and read the um, the closed captioning yeah. and just read lips really but well. The, I'm terrible at reading lips. But the, I think the, the sort of the funny thing about this podcast or the, the sort of the thing that gives me amusement is like it's very much about space. So we're looking at wine. You know, there's all these pictures on your walls that we haven't uh, talked about yet. There's a really cute one I'm looking oh, at now. Um, there's like a little these little lion creatures with this like sort of Eric Carle esque collage. Oh yeah. Um, they're on a Thank ship. There's uh, like some cutout waves. There's a little moon. It's a sailboat. There's a big lion creature and a little lion creature. Um, and the the text says they di- they didn't care how long it was going to take. They were going to find exactly what they were looking for. Oh. Yeah, it gives me chills. I it's so it. cute. So obviously Nick got that for both of us. And I think that's like a good mission for our yeah. life and like our marriage, but also just like life in general. Yeah. But you're going to find what you're looking for. Throughout. Yeah. And you d- and it's a process. And there's <clears throat> yeah. no... Yeah. Why why, why sprint, you know? Yeah, there's no deadline for no, it. No, <sighs> Okay, so... So we have these public performers. So we're it's basically like accessible smash type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, like, what do we mm. want to say? Like, what message are we going to? Ooh. Like, what, what is this? Like, how are we activating the public space? I don't know if it's necessarily themed. I mean, I think that it's embracing, embracing your individuality embracing expression um however possible i think that it would sort of go against it to theme it like accessibility or inclusivity you know what i mean that would yeah that would be sort of like hitting it on the nose yeah yeah i guess what i'm thinking about is like it it does need to have uh, a structure right of course and but and so like uh my, my friend and Tim and I were hanging out on Thursday. Mm. Tim Manley. Uh, from episode of, episode of two Cozy Zone. of Cozy Zone. Oh, I know him. Yep. Um, and he, uh, I'm stealing his idea. I'm not stealing it. I'm just sort of citing it. But yeah. like he was talking about, would you buy, he asked, uh, a personalized like love note writ- like read by a celebrity uh, on a like a record? Hmm. Like one of like one of your favorite celebrities, like would you would you buy that? Okay. Um, and so like I was thinking like, wouldn't it be interesting if there's like some love letters like dear you, like you're so wonderful, like here are the things I love about you, you know, it's some sort of love letter type thing, or like some sort of letter or some sort of something that like talks to you, right? Uh-huh. The the everybody you. So you're in this public space. It's like like I I love the way your eyes look. I love your curly hair. Uh-huh. You know, some or like it was amazing when we met. Uh, 
you know, in that, that casting room uh, for <laughs> the, that character, you know. Um, but I don't know, some sort of like letter or some sort of love thing mm. or like, you know, something that is, is implicating the passersby. Oh, I love it. I think that's very cool. Yeah. So it is, so the people who are creating it are are writing these love notes to the passersby, to the public, to someone that they have in mind or yeah, just cool. I think so yeah and I think they're they're you cool. know predetermined and it's you know it's ultimately like a because it it's a slow like smash typing something is a very slow would this be laborious would this process. be like a like a Valentine's day themed mm. would it be around February is a cold cold month I, I mean from I personally I am a, a, makes it kitschy it's a little kitschy and I'm a little <laughs> anti-valentine's day is a strong word but i'm i'm less than i don't think it needs to be Valentine's. yeah no day. no yeah no i, I think, think it's not no yeah i i would say no <laughs> i know you think it's not yeah yeah um well i think I, I love i mean i think that the idea of putting love out into the world for the sake of it is yeah a fabulous sort of have theme. you been to paris I have been to Paris. Have you been to the Centre de Georges Pompidou? Oh, jeez. I don't know. It's a, it's the Pompidou. The, uh, it's, um, I don't know, the fifth. Is that right? It's like in the Marais. Marais. I don't think I have been. It's a, their modern art museum. It's sort of like inside out. No, There's I all these. I definitely haven't. Okay. I bring it up because there is this huge square yeah. out in front of it where a lot of street performers are. And like when we're talking about this, uh-huh. I can only picture that, that place. Let okay. me, let me fill you in on a new development, uh, <gasps> the, a new, in the letter. Well, in the cozy zone sort of, uh, dynasty as it were. Perfect. Um, I am, I'm reaching out to my, my guests, my past and future and current guests. Yeah. Uh, and we are going to create a Pinterest board inspired by, you were going to do Pinterest. yeah, inspired by the projects that we devised together. Oh, perfect. And so I will, we, at, when we create our board, I'm going to share a picture of oh, the Pompidou. Great. So you sort of have an idea of what I'm thinking of. And we can also share other public spaces like, yeah. oh, maybe we could, uh, do it there. Yeah, I love the excuse of going to Paris. And oh yeah, we have unlimited unlimited funds. That's what I heard. Yeah, I I actually got a um got an email from the Cozy Zone Foundation oh, that they good. had tried to deliver yeah, the mail to my mailbox mail. and yeah. it didn't work. And your email also is like <clears throat> up steps, which I think that was hard for their servers to deal. I got with. an email from their server saying we don't we don't go up steps. Yeah, that, how do you make those digital steps? That's very I don't know. that's very impressive. So okay, we also like yeah. Let let's let. This is great. So we have so we have the elements of of like sign language smash type. Yeah. We have the clay, the yeah. finger signing. Oh, I'm clay, excited about the clay. The raised braille letters yeah. and maybe some standard yeah. like just letters to have just to give it some yeah. uh, populism, a populist. Yeah, you know, just make it every man's, every person's. Great, and I think that's the point. Yeah, that it's not just. Smash type for the deaf or smash no. type for the blind. No. It's smash type for everyone. Right. For everyone. Everyone. Do we have, is there a name? Are there, is there <clears> a name? <throat> I'm always happy to throw out the first bad idea. Great. Let's in terms hear. of names. Um, so we have s- smash type sign language. Mm-hmm. I think uh, smash type for all. Smash type for all. Uh, 
smash in the same vein smash type for everyone smash type for everyone i i like that and the 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 prosody like the prosody of it is a little yeah yeah yeah. like smash type for everyone like traditionally the the sort of convention has been like smash type colon something oh great um so like smash type red rover smash Mm. type um uh a living letterpress smash type colon so it's like like a fucking research paper or something like that (laughs) oh just like a face-to-face conference conference. that's right what was yours called Creating adaptive arts experiences for participants on the autism spectrum. Beautiful. Uh, no colon, actually, and I yeah, love the colon. Yeah, beautiful. What was yours? Ours was um, uh, family room. Colon. Colon. Designing activities and spaces for intergenerational audiences. Oh, that's a good one. Or... Yeah, more or less. I know my thesis definitely had a colon in it. Oh, my God. God only knows. Oh God. Probably had three colons. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of colons. It, it was like six analogies. <laughs> it was like this is to this, double colon. Um, so we need to get a colon cleanse. <laughs> um, That's a Clotto joke right yeah. there. But... Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's yours, Clara. Clotto. Um, he wants to go to Chinatown. And that's his cozy zone. In his zone. cozy zone? I like that. That's awesome. I'm glad and you surprising. said that. And surprising. I didn't know that that was his cozy zone. I didn't either. I like, what was Raina's? Her apartment? Uh, it was her a, home? It, it was not. It was actually a place she was house sitting. It was like a beautiful oh, Tribeca. that apartment. Yeah. No. Yeah. The apartment that I've been to is in um, Financial District. So I don't know this one in Tribeca. Uh, no, sorry. It's like in, it's was in like it Battery Park City. Battery Park City. Okay. I don't think we went to the same one. There's a I I went to uh she was house sitting recently for a beautiful one. It might cool. might have been that one. I don't that know. same one. Yeah, we on Wall Street. Twenty two B. It was not on Wall Street. <laughs> I got. I can't say where it is because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. Safety. All right. Very cool. Um, but it was. It was in Battery Park City. Uh, I want to come up with a smash type. Smash type. Um. F- uh, for the people. Smash type. Um. And so it's about it's so we're talking we're thinking about love we're thinking yeah. about inclusion yeah, thank you. we're thinking about uh, we're we're thinking we're calling in <clears throat> populations who have not necessarily been excluded but have not necessarily been honored right so it's like um, uh, <laughs> with honors no. <laughs> Have you seen that? That's movie? a callback from like one of the first things you said. Um, oh right, that I Magna graduated cum laude. With, with honors. That's right. Um, have I seen what movie with honors? What is with that? With Brendan Fraser and Joe Pesci. I promise you, I have not seen that. That was a Halloween costume. I don't think I've seen any Brendan Fraser. That movies. was my Halloween oh, costume yeah? this year. Um, really? One of them. Yeah, I was Brendan Fraser from With Honors with because honors? Oh, I, I went to my friend here. Tim's Halloween party on October twenty third, the day I finished the edits for my master's thesis oh that's awesome did not graduate with honors <laughs> b plus one um do? let's see here okay so smash type it also we don't necessarily need to have smash type in the title like that's not a requirement but i think it is okay i think it is because that's what it is i think that's the basis for it i okay. think that's the that's the inspiration okay. for it. I gotta, you know what you said to me that you probably have no you don't even remember saying it to me you, so it, it was during this it was during our our cozy zone today. Oh, I was sitting on the couch, and you were like, "Take up more space." Because I, 
And I'm realizing that I subconsciously did that because on a recent podcast, you talk about how you don't take up space. I talked, I I just talked, I talked about it again with Sham. Like I, that is, that is like, that is like a, yeah. You were sitting in the corner (laughs) with like one ass cheek on. Yeah. Yeah. And, but take up more space. I want you to, it was, it was a really, it it was a really like lovely thing to hear. And I appreciate, and thank you. Of course. Um, okay. So, and, Mm. but, and that also speaks to like, oh no, we don't need to like call out my idea, but smash type is like my idea. It is. It's it's why I, it's really nice. It was the inspiration for it. I wasn't just like, no, I, I want to, I'm really, I want to create a play where (laughs) you can be in. I don't know. That's smash. That smash type is the inspiration for it. And I said it immediately to Brisa. I said, I want to, that's really sweet. And it's not even to make smash type more accessible. It's like, it also comes from a place of selfishness where I'm like, I want to get better at sign language and, and this will give me a purpose for that. And, right. um, Smash type sign. I feel like sign, sign is a huge word that I love. Like sign, sign, in, sign and speak. Sign Sign. Because a sign, there's like the signifier, the sign, like it, there's a, there's semiotic um, yeah. things happening with sign. There's street signs. There's like advert, there's sign, mm-hmm. like there's signs from God, signs from the heavens. Sign is like a very, very huge uh delicious word yeah smash type sign something i feel like sign your love sign 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 away sign post no. sign uh oh yeah so what do you do how do you like oh yeah smash type love letter is like a is an option but it might be a, a separate thing oh smash type love, love letter. letter oh i think that's that great. might be it for it, but but Smash it also type might love letter. I know you know what I think that's it because I think that it's maybe it's a double colon that it's like smash type love letter and inclusive something and inclusive art performance smash type love letter and inclusive uh, workshop and inclusive uh, performance I wonder, and inclusive I wonder if it's space. A, again like you you flagged earlier about being like heavy handed uh-huh. or you know like is is it like do, do we say I mean do we say it in the title or is it I don't think it's in the title I think it's like uh, in the description in the description below. so yeah. like smash type love letter yeah I love it or love letters loves letter love letter love letter great smash yeah. type love letter write your love letter High five, Sarah. Another breaking development in cozy, in the cozy there's zone. Another? There's another development. I can't take it. I know, I know. It's you're you're a good sport. We've we've been <laughs> we've been going for a while. Um, did you press record on this? Early? No, I thought you did. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> what have we done? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. It's it's fine. We're fine. I know. What I a, what see. a what a nightmare that would be. What a I would be. I, would I don't cry. think it'd be a nightmare at all. I think we would start right now and I would cry. And I would be so. I would hours. be just sullen and salt. I would be a <laughs> no. Not, I, would be I disagree. Grumpy. I think we have a lot of cheese left. I think we, we do just, have a lot of cheese left. We have a lot of wine. Only one sneeze. How about that? I really oh rallied. God, I really rallied. You better sneeze again. I know. I really rallied. I you were very kind you're like as i just like drained my face into my hanky for like an hour oh my god i don't give a shit i think I you do I what just you like, gotta do yeah that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh very good <laughs> uh yeah oh and uh you're, tell me about your you mother t- 
I need Episcopalian? to hear this exciting development. What oh. the hell is we happening? We end. We're, so we're, we're ready to – oh, but we're not ready to end yet because I, you can ask me anything. You can ask me a question. Oh. Um, if you want. Anything you want. I think I'm uh, – oh, gosh. Ben, you don't have to. I feel like I know a lot because I've been listening to a lot of okay. Cozy Zone recently. Great. No, 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 no. But I want to know because you haven't explicitly said this. So you asked me what my dream job was. Oh. So what what is your or what I will say what are you not getting in your life right now artistically that you know you want to get or explore in the next uh 5 years? I want to be a working comedian. Cool. That's that's the one. I want to work as a comedian. Stand up? Stand up. Yeah. That's what I want. That's killer. Yeah. I'm scared um but it doesn't matter. <laughs> What I, I mean, you were fantastic in the uh, in the smash type. Oh, thank you. Prop comedy that oh, I saw you. Oh, thank you. Recently. My good god. Oh yeah. my god, I was loling all over the place. I'm so glad. I have a great photo of you and Shamelia from that on my you, Instagram. You do. <clears throat> I liked it. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great thing about Instagram. I know that you liked it. You don't got to tell me that. <laughs> it's good stuff. No, I think that's exciting. Yeah. Um. Okay. You ready? Are we good? I'm good. This was this is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm feeling great. Unbelievable, Sarah. I was nervous. I was nervous for this oh, one. Me too. I told Brisa last week. I was nervous. Um, but we really we really pulled it out. Yeah, we did. I I laughed a lot and I'm really glad. That was that was my secret mission. That was my secret mission. We had the same secret mission. I wanted to make you laugh. Uh, you made me laugh. And it, yeah. Wow. We, you really, that was yeah. your secret mission yeah. that we would both laugh a lot. Well, I was just like, I want to like, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to go over there and just try and make Sarah laugh. Like, that's I was like awesome. fuck it. You know, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm that just was gonna... mine. That's great. Cool. cool. Oh, we both got our missions. Yeah. Great. Okay. So we end by singing a song. We sing any great. song. We make it up and we sing it. Great. Um, awesome. Yeah. Just go on for it right now. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> together yep when, when the night is over i will be you And we can, we can, that was the great, that was the unison part, which was good. <laughs> um, we can, yeah, we can dive, we can harmonize, we can just play. Oh. Don't make me come over there and put out the fire in your hair. Teach like it. Your hair's on fire. I'm going to make a new hire. It's Sarah Orr. She's the best. She's going to make you take the test. Standardized. All of us die. Standardized. I'm going to clear my eyes of all my hate and all my fear. Come on over here and check it into the hotel and then we're gonna stay in a motel because we lost all the money in the 2008 crash oh spread out my ashes a couple years ago i was in an ma class i was with rami electrobue and we did a presentation <laughs> it was much like this amy green told me that she really appreciated me 
because I don't mind making a fool out of myself. It's one of those things that it's like a compliment, but it's not a compliment because it was kind of mean, but I appreciate it. Ow! Ow. Cozy Zone. Sarah, you're the best. You are. Thanks, Th bud. Thank you so much. My pleasure. We are intimately finding our peaceful cozy zone. And Ben, he interviews friends. It's awkward and then it's cozy zone. Occasionally it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone. So please snuggle up sweet. A beautiful thing is cozy zone.